criminal trial of Derek Chauvin is still underway. And if you're actually following the trial, watching the live streams, you'd probably know it's not going that well for the prosecution. If this is their case, and they're basically wrapping up at this point, and we're going to move to the defense's case, I would say murder two is absolutely out the window. But we will see. In the meantime, riots erupted across Minneapolis yesterday because of another police shooting. And this one is where things get really interesting. There's a guy who uh, was shot and killed. The female officer was was trying to pull out a taser. You can hear her say in the body camera footage, taser, taser, taser. But she's holding her handgun. She shot him once, one time and said, holy S, I shot him. Now people are rioting and a lot of people are looting. So this, this is where things start getting complicated because the judge has refused to sequester the jury while one of the jurors actually lives in this suburb. I, I can't imagine this is going to be a fair trial, but we'll see how this turns out. And I think we really got to get into the merits of what happened with this new shooting because Minneapolis is a, is a, is a, is hot. Okay. You've got people who are ready to riot, who want to riot and people who want to exploit that and loot. And then this happens. There's a lot to go over in terms of justification. What'll happen with this cop? Is she going to be Chauvin number two? Honestly, I think she might be. So we'll get into all that. We got a bunch of other fun stories. We're going to talk about the new Disney Plus show, the Marvel show, Captain uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. They're apparently doubling down on the wokeness and everyone's making fun of them. So we'll get into that. And we got a, a really great guest. We got Phil Labonte of All That Remains. Hello. What's going on, man? Do you want to just quick little intro? You've been here before. Uh, I am Phil Labonte. I sing for the heavy metal band All That Remains. Uh, we've been a metal band for 20 years. Uh, I am... Uh, Active in the uh, Twitter sphere, I'm at Phil that remains. Uh, Liber- big, Liber- libertarian is that uh, small, small L, L? You right? know, I mean, like most people, most reasonable people. I, I don't. I'm not a libertarian. <laughs> yes, I guess. thank you. Um, so uh, yeah, cool but, man. Ian's chilling. Yeah, what's up, everybody? Ian Crossland over here from IanCrossland.net. Thanks for coming. And I'm in the corner pushing buttons as I do. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get started, we actually have a new website. I can't believe it. It's it's up. Uh, it's not perfect. It's, you know, just we're, we're working towards getting everything ready to go. And we got to the point where we're like, okay, we want to do this two weeks ago. Let's just put it up. It improves a lot of the bugs we've been having before. It makes everything prettier and more streamlined. Go to TimCast.com. Become a member because it's not just about supporting this show. It's not just about providing us that security in the event we get banned from YouTube or any of these other platforms. If that happens, you will find us at TimCast.com. But it's about more than that. We're talking with some comedians about doing sitcoms. We're already looking to hire more editors, news editor, paranormal. We want to, we want to make culture. We want to make fun, exciting things. We actually just filmed a vlog the other day with this pro BMX guy, Mike Feedy, who actually finally grunted the grind bar. That's right. The, the bar we have in the garage, it's not completely built yet, but he actually, he did a gap to feeble on his bike and it was amazing. He almost tore down the whole, the whole pole barn, which was also very cool. And we filmed all of it. We're going to put that stuff up. That's what we want to do. We want to inspire people, inspire young people about just being good people, getting away from this weird cultist, you know, cult woke stuff, doing normal content, speaking truth to power in the real way. That's what we're going to do today. So again, go to TimGuys.com, become a member. But don't forget, like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Let's jump into that first story. This one's got me hot, riled up. I'm all angry. Check out the story from Intelligence or NYMAG. Authorities say cop accidentally shot and killed Dante Wright. This is an interesting story. Yesterday, we heard that these cops shot and killed a guy. He got pulled over, so his mom says, because he had air freshener hanging from his, his rearview mirror. They say that's illegal in Minnesota. When he, was, when he was pulled over, the mom says she heard on the phone, he was calling her trying to get the insurance information. The cops say, get out of the car. He says, why? And they say, we'll tell you when you get out of the car. 
Apparently then the, the mom, you know, gets off the phone. He puts the phone down. Body camera footage finally gets released. It, gets, it got released today. I guess the cops were very eager to put this out. I guess the cops thought that by putting out this footage, it would calm things down. In my opinion, no, it's only going to make things worse. In the mind of these cops, they're like, see, you have this lady cop and she's like, she yells taser, taser, taser. You've got Dante Wright resisting on camera, trying to jump back in his car and, and take off. And she's holding her gun. She yells taser three times, shoots him once and then says, holy S, I shot him. He drove a little, a little bit, crashed, and then he died in the car. So the cops saying, look, we genuinely believe it was an accidental discharge that she was trying to tase him. There's a lot of issues here. First and foremost, Black Lives Matter protests and riots erupted immediately. Then many of these people who had been seen at these rallies started looting stores. I get, I get these people hit me up on Twitter and they're like, how do you even know those people are Black Lives Matter? And there's like a photo going around of them literally waving a Black Lives Matter flag. I'm like, come on, dude. I'm not, I'm not trying to besmirch the good name of literally everybody who believes in justice. I'm pointing out these people are protesting one minute. Some of them go off and loot. It just happens. Some looters exploit the whole system. Now, all this is happening in the backdrop of the Chauvin trial. So things are going to get absolutely nuts. Summer is lighting up and there's a meme going around where it says, how to tell it was summer, 1990s. And it's the guy holding up Punk's Tawny Phil or whatever that groundhog's name is and says 2020. And it shows a dude sitting in a car with his fist up and there's fires all around him. Yeah, that's right. We know that it's getting warm outside because the riots are going to start. And if these cops think that any one of these extremists that are going around burning down the city are going to give them an inch, they're, they're insane. I think this lady cop is going to go to jail. They're going to try and charge her whatever they can. They might even get, get her on murder three. We'll break all that down. But, you know, before before I go nuts and just rant on all this stuff, I want to just throw it to you guys, like your thoughts immediately on, on the news coming out of these riots and stuff. Uh, well, I mean, you mentioned um, that she had an accidental di- discharge, and that was purely negligence. Um, she didn't know what she was doing. Um, the police frequently need more training. Panic. Yeah, she panicked. Um, you know, you hear stories about, you know, police looking for or they're they're talking about uh defund the police and honestly police probably need more funding for training that's what i've always been saying yeah i mean if 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 you are given the power over life and death of of citizens if you are going to be given a, a firearm to go out in the community and stuff you want your police officers to have as much training as possible um you probably should roll back legislation because you don't want police doing all the jobs that they're supposed to do. I understand that being a police officer is hard. I'm not like a, a you know, an ACAB dude at all. Um, and it's a difficult job, but that doesn't mean that we have to make, uh, make exceptions for when they make mistakes. You have to be held to account when you make a mistake. And that negligence cost a man his life for nothing because he was like we talked earlier. He, the reason that he had a, a well, so we're going to get first, the full layers of this thing right now. You're going to go right for it. I mean, you know, the, I'm a big two way guy, so you know, yep. the 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 reason that he had a, a warrant was because he was carrying a gun in violation of state law. But in my opinion, there shouldn't be a state law regarding carrying a gun. I agree. So this is a sandwich here. We got we got a we got a libertarian. He shouldn't have resisted libertarian argument, right? The way I see it is, here's here's what happens with this guy. He gets pulled over. He didn't realize he had a warrant. Andy No put up his the, the the record of what the warrant was all about. Here's what I think happened. They say he was in possession of a firearm without a permit, and he fled by means other than a vehicle, both misdemeanors. I think this guy got stopped at one point, 
and he had a Ruger 45. And the cops saw the gun and said, you're under arrest. And he ran and got away. I bet he thought he was clean. He got away. The cops got a warrant for his arrest. So when he gets pulled over, he's thinking like, it's no big deal. Then when they're like, get out of the car. And he's like, what's going on? You're under arrest. Then he's like, I got to, I got to flee. I got to get out of here. He shouldn't have resisted arrest. If he didn't listen. So like, I guess where we're going with this is he shouldn't have received any warrant or charges simply because he had a gun. But if he didn't resist and he just put his hands behind his back on two misdemeanors, then a gun rights group or someone could have advocated for his right to bear arms. Yeah. You know, you never, you never should resist because it always ends with more. It always escalates to more force. Well, I never say never, but 99.9. Almost. Yeah. You, it's, it's your chances of getting shot go up exponentially as soon as you resist. So fight the fight in the court. You don't fight the police. You are going to lose. And there's always more cops. Right. Like there are always more cops coming. There's backup coming and there's backup to backup. I mean, it's like, it's like, like GTA. Eventually the National Guard with tanks come if you kill enough cops when I, when in I, the game, right? So eventually they're going to come with like the APCs. You are going to get shot, killed. Don't fight the cops. Fight in court. That being said, you shouldn't have to have so many interactions with the police. You shouldn't have to worry about, I had a gun and the police are going to take me to jail for it, you know, just for possession, possessing right. a gun. So I say, ne- when I say never say never about resisting, I'm not talking about, you know, a cop says, look, you got a warrant, you're under arrest. I, I, I the reason I say that is because like there might be a cop committing a crime legit. Sure. And he's like, I'm a cop. I can do what I want. Okay. That's different. You know what I mean? That's why I say never yeah. say never. If you get stopped by a cop and he's like, look, I'm arresting you. You're not going to win. No. If you're if you're fi- if trying to get into a physical fight, yeah. the smart people, you know, you keep your mouth shut, you just remain silent, put your hands behind your back, you get you call a lawyer as soon as you can, and uh, you you got to fight in the system. It's not the, it's not easy. The right to remain silent is a right that is an option, and it's also your absolute best option if you feel that you're in a position where you know where the police are doing something wrong. Explain, you know, say, look, I don't consent to any searches. Here's my information. And then you don't have to say anything else if you don't want. They're going to say that you're being uncooperative. They're going to say things to try and intimidate you. They're going to say things to try and make their own job easier because that's what it boils down to is they want their job to be easy because most of them look at it as it's just a job. I'm doing my job. This is, you know, don't make my job harder, but you still aren't obligated to talk to the police. Just don't say anything, but don't resist. Now we go to the next layer of this whole thing. The rioting is the worst part about all of it. Like, well, the dead guy's the worst part about all of it. Then the second worst. Right, thing no, no, is no, the, absolutely. absolutely. So. I, I mean, like, you know, moving beyond that. Sure. That's what I should clarify too. You know, after this instance, we have a, a bunch of people going around rioting, destroying everything, and for what? For what? Why? Why? Why are they going Kicks, to be mobile and being stopped and like, stealing? twerking in the parking lot as they do it it's not for justice no it's not but But is is the media going to come out and be like opportunist looters are destroying the city no because clicks (laughs) yep i mean if the more the more intense the situation gets on the ground the more people are going to click the headlines the more profit the media will make this is this is weird to me though like you'd think the shock content of like rioters burn down the city would be the narrative that would generate the most tricks for like uh, uh, clicks for like a suburban family. They should be writing headlines that are like, you know, crazy writers are burning down the city. How long until they come to your house? Instead, they're like peaceful protesters are shopping without permission at night. 
I got nothing. I don't know what the hell they're thinking. <laughs> I don't know what they're thinking. I, I agree with you. Um, the stories themselves, I feel like, are enough to get people to click. I think that the the narrative that's being spun um, by most of your major media outlets is uh, is what they believe people want to read. So, like there's, you said, you know, side with the audience, and I think that that's right. what people really want to. You said that you searched "riot" on Google search. We'll, 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 we'll jump to that. That's crazy. But I want to, I want to, I want to get back on the the gun thing because, like, the one thing that's really pissed me off. I tweeted, "This woman should be this lady cop, send her to jail, lock her up." Yeah. And it was funny because all these lefties were like, "Based Tim? Like, is Tim like? Whoa, whoa hold on, hold on. There's two things I want to say here. I, I, I've bought a bunch of guns recently." And every time I go there, there's one very important thing that every gun owner has told me. No matter what happens, you are responsible for what comes out of yeah, that barrel. Absolutely. Accident or otherwise. You got, you got to take responsibility. That's why it is your responsibility to have all of the basic training. Don't point the gun at something unless you intend to destroy it. Keep your finger off the trigger. Guns are always loaded. All of these rules. Now I get it. This lady, she screwed up. She thought she was going for a taser. She yelled taser, but she was holding her gun. Heat of the moment. She was panicked. People don't realize that stress. She's still responsible for what comes out of that absolutely, gun. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, here's the other thing, though, because we were getting into this. I'm, I'm extremely pissed about this whole interaction. I don't blame the cops themselves for being like, he's got a warrant, we got to arrest him. Because they don't necessarily yeah. know what this is all about. But we, we, like, like we mentioned, I, this guy had a, four, he had, a, he had a gun, and that was the grounds for him being charged with the crime. What, 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 what law did he break? The Constitution says shall not be infringed. Yep. He didn't rob anybody. And I'll tell you what really bugs me is I'm seeing conservatives post, this guy, there's one viral Twitter post where he's like, this guy would have robbed you in two seconds because he's got photos of him pointing a gun. I'm like, nah, nah, you have a right to bear arms. Sorry. Absolute garbage take. The, yeah. the idea that, that, that someone can predict that, that, oh, this guy would have done this or would have done that. There is absolutely no way of knowing it. And just because the conservative doesn't like the way the guy looks doesn't mean that the guy doesn't have rights. He has rights. For sure. I do think there's like photos of him with like his gun and he's like pointing it at the camera and I'm like, that's cringy. I mean, it's cringy, but I'm, I know that there are pictures of me holding guns out there, you know? I mean, I'm a big two way guy. I've gone and I've got videos on my YouTube page that of me at classes training, you know, which uh, if you, I'm going to take one second and steal the spotlight here. If you own guns, get training, please, please get training. That's, it's the best thing. The most responsible thing you can do is know how to properly use your gun. All right. So you were saying before the show, you took a police training gun class. Oh, yeah. It's totally inadequate. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, so I've done, uh, first, first time I ever shot, I went to a range with some other gun people. Well, I should say with one guy who was like well versed in guns for a variety of reasons. He was a conflict reporter and he's been in countries where they have full auto just rampaging about. So that's where he gave me some basic instruction. I wouldn't say it was like a legit training, but I actually did do an interview with a police trainer and went and went through the, the full police training. It's like a day. It's one day. So I'm like sitting in a classroom. They're going over all this basic stuff. They're talking about, you know, a good shoot, a bad shoot, things like that. And then they allowed us to just sit in on it. And then afterwards, we went to their range and they walked me through the use of like all these different guns down from like starting with like a 22 handgun, like really easy for someone who's never shot before, even though I had, and then up to, I can't remember what the highest caliber they was, they had was. You said, what did you think it was? Like a 10 millimeter? It could have been 10 millimeter, yeah. It was, it, it felt like it was bigger Some than kind of 45. Or something. Yeah. something magnum probably. And, uh, so I shot all these different guns. And the reason I say it was inadequate, cause I'm like, dude, I, I shot like 12 bullets. 
You know what wow. I mean? And my, my, yeah. my aim is not good with these things. I was missing yeah. everything. Now, long guns, a lot easier to, to be accurate with. But I'm imagining like a lot of these people who went through this were doing it to get some kind of certification. And then you put these people out on the street. Yeah. So, so Certification's not enough. You, the, the, the big reason to go for training, it, I mean, just a certification is basic understanding and stuff. The reason you should go for training is, is so that way you know how to operate the gun should you need to. You learn things like clearing your garment if you're carrying it concealed, things that are practical and, yeah. and, and how to draw your gun and keep your finger off the trigger while you're drawing it. Because one of the things that happens too frequently is people grab their gun and their hand goes right into the, you know, their finger goes right into the trigger guard when they're pulling it out and then they, they have a negligent discharge and this, stuff. This is something we were talking about just before the show. I'm like, what? She, she had a Glock. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it was a Glock. And they don't have safeties. And I'm like, I wonder if this whole thing would just be, sol- be solved if they gave her like a Beretta with like an actual safety on it. Just click the yeah. little safety up. Those things are like, like we said, those are training issues where right. if you have a, a, a firearm with a safety on it, again, if you train pulling a firearm with a safety and, and turning the safety off, it doesn't make it, it doesn't take any more time. You don't, you don't have a, you're not a slower, you know, it's not slower to get the gun out and stuff. Um, but it's a training issue. If you have a gun like that, you need to train with it. Training is one of the most po- yeah, most man. important aspect aspects she, of owning she, a gun. She's going to be Chauvin number two. Probably you should tra- you should go to a training every year. I'm going this weekend. You should go to a one training class a year. I can't drive that point. Could you enough. argue that the dude got in his car and do- looked like he was diving for a gun? Yeah, a lot of people. I mean, that's fair. Completely that's fair. what she thought. He had a gun. No, 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 no. She, she was going for charge. a taser. She said she, taser, no, taser, he, taser. She, the, she thought he was going for a weapon. So and that's she why she said taser, right. taser, taser. I think it's definitive. Like a reasonable person would conclude, she thought she was grabbing her taser, yeah. not her gun. Mm-hmm. But it is fair to conclude they thought he may be going for a weapon because he had his warrant was for having a weapon. I just I don't care for that argument. Everybody should have a weapon because the Constitution says you can. Yeah. And if you want to change it, you you, you change Constitution. Yeah, but not everyone should die for their weapon when they're being detained. Nobody, Nobody should, should die should for die their for weapon that. at all. <laughs> Zero people. Exactly. <laughs> there you, should be old people diving for their weapon when they're getting. <laughs> Arrested by the police. Cops pulling you over. You're getting arrested. You keep your hands visible. You obey. You put your hands behind your back. You let them cuff you. You keep your mouth shut. You deal with it through the courts. What people don't realize when all these people resist arrest and they're like, this is BS, man. You can't arrest me. Dude, this is the good side of things. In some countries, they just beat you to death right there on the spot. In some countries, they just put a cap and then they're done. In America, oh no, you have to go and have a lawyer represent you and you get to actually come out and bond someplace they're doing cashless bail. Literally now. first world problems. Yeah. As, as much of a hassle as it is, you're totally right. You are 100% on the money there. It is first world problems that you have to go to court and go through a justice system <laughs> as opposed to getting your ass handed to you. Or just you know. being locked up and thrown, yeah. away, thrown away the key. It's, it's, it's amazing that, that we're so used to this amazing system that the founding fathers had to die for. Yeah. Well, what is it? You might know this better than me, where it's like a certain number of those, of the men who signed the Declaration of Independence lost their fortunes, were killed. Yeah. Their houses were burned to the ground. Yeah, that's what they fought for to ensure that when we get arrested, we get to go to court. They pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. Yep. And, you know, and and many of them died and pet, like didn't have anything left to their kids. Their houses were burned. Their families were killed. Um, we know about a lot of the the founding fathers that survived and stuff, but there were people that signed the Declaration that lost everything. Yep. you know, and died for it. So and uh, and part of that, what they got us was the Bill of Rights. Which is the right to a speedy trial, right? That's the, that's in the fifth, I think, right? It is in the fifth, yeah. Quite literally, the right to a trial is that you're going to get arrested, you're going to go before a judge, and you can ask for a jury of your peers 
It's not easy, and it's not always fair. I think you know it's better than uh, you know ten guilty persons escape than one innocent person suffer. Absolutely. But we strive for that, and it's not easy, and there is injustice. But it's like, dude, you're getting arrested. I'd be like, man, I'm sure glad I'm not in Turkey. Yeah, really, or in Chile. Yeah. I like how you phrase it. You get to go to court because yeah. in a lot of yeah. countries, you <laughs> you're lucky get, to go to court. You just get beat down, or bri- if you don't bribe them, then you suffer. Yeah. In Turkey, know. if you're a journalist, they just lock you up and you don't get out. The they, they, yeah, that's just yeah. to go to jail. That's and the then the Saudis people. come and kill you in the in their in, in the, the embassy the, if you're named Kajagi. So Turkey has the worst laws for journalism, and so I've been there reporting a couple times, and the the pro Turkey people try to justify it, saying, "No, no, no, you don't understand. You don't understand." Turkey is really good for journalists. The people who are arrested aren't journalists. They're like activists claiming they're journalists because they have a cell phone. And I'm like, so journalists? Like, sorry, dude. I, I get it. I get what you're saying. So we see these people out. It's one thing if someone's like, I'm a journalist, and they throw a Molotov cocktail. It's another thing when there's a guy wearing an Antifa sticker is just filming. Yeah. Push that guy aside. He's allowed to film. It's an act of journalism. But in Turkey, they don't care. They, they lock you up. They throw away the key. You don't get a First Amendment. You don't get a Fifth Amendment. You don't get a Second Amendment. You don't even have a First Amendment in, in countries that allegedly have the freedom of speech. Like you Britain. Know? You don't exactly. have a First Amendment. In, in the UK, you can get thrown in jail for, for bad Facebook posts. In yeah. Canada, you can get thrown in jail in, for saying the wrong thing. In know? the UK, you could do something like, I, I don't know, teach your pug to do like the Roman salute or something. For instance. And yeah. For instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they'll lock you up. And then. And I then, love Mark. <laughs> then you can teach your your other pug, who's actually a black pug, to do the black power fist, and they don't care they at don't all. Care Hypothetical, yeah. That, I got. I got to say, for those that aren't familiar, I'm making a reference to Count Ankula. He's when, the best. When he did his first video, which got him in trouble, was his, he he wanted to make his dog a Nazi, his girlfriend's dog, because it was you know uh, the nastiest thing he could think of. But he later on, after all of this he's been through, he made a video where the other pug, who was black, he had it raised its fist for black power, and it's hilarious. And I got I got to admit. The cojones on this guy going through the courts. They seize, they they try to lock him in jail. He's laughing. The media smears him and then he's like, I'll do it again. (laughs) But, but you know what he knew? He knew they wouldn't arrest him for the black power thing. That was the point. And the video is really good. He's like, Oh no, the labor party's coming as to hide the Torah. (laughs) I hope he moves to the US. I feel for people when they see like American comedy and they try and pull it off in their own country and get busted by their, their cheap law enforcement. Well, let, let, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the media because you mentioned this a uh, moment ago, Ian. Check this out. When you Google search riots right now, my friends, those, those of you who are not watching, just listening, we know that riots erupted in Minneapolis. We know that people are scared. The jurors are scared that if they give I think this was expressed in the trial during jury selection that if they say not guilty for Chauvin, it's going to bur- say he's going to burn to the ground. What you need to understand is it's not just about whether or not Chauvin gets freed or goes to prison. There's three charges. Chauvin can be acquitted on one, two, or three, or none. And that means out of all the potential scenarios and everything we've seen, I would be willing to bet you will get a headline that says Derek Chauvin acquitted in the murder of George Floyd. And then it'll say, he was convicted on this on third degree murder and manslaughter, but acquitted in second degree. And they use the most shocking headline acquitted in the murder of because they want you to freak out with that. The media knows exactly what they're doing. And I can prove it by simply go and, and, and Google. I got to say whatever their system is, whether it's intentional or not, it's totally in on it. Right now, there's riots happening in Minneapolis. And guess what story you get when you go to Google and you type in the word riots. There it is. The first result out of 17 million, 
Nine hours ago, the Washington Post headline data about the Capitol rioters serves another blow to the white working class Trump supporter narrative. What? This was three months ago. (laughs) They need the milk. (laughs) I mean, we just had riots the other day. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's been riot, there's been riots going on in Portland for yeah, a year, a year, like every night. No- I know that I've seen stuff about it in the past month, and they're still talking about the Capitol riot Why? because Milk. because Don- because the orange man is very bad, Ian. <laughs> Don't you know? Okay, you, I just, your point is made. The dude, orange dude, man, he's I, very I bad, and people <laughs> cannot forget that he is a very bad orange how, man. Oh. How is it that Google? 17 million results, the top post. It's data about the cap. And then underneath it, people also searched for riots in Minnesota. Why would they search for that? Could you imagine being in Minnesota and being like, you're hearing bangs and screaming and you're like, what's happening? So you go on Google and type it in. It's like capital riots. You go, I don't care about that. It's ridiculous (laughs) that you have to specify in the, it it is ridiculous that you have to specify what riots when it comes to a news (laughs) post. Like, which ones? Which has it been, is the ones that have been going on in Portland? Is it the one that happened at the Capitol? Is it the one that's happening? I mean, that's, that's, it's ridiculous. Hold on. You ready for the best part? Sure. I'm not done. Give it to me. I'm not done. Give it to me. The first post, when you search for riots, is not Black Lives Matter, it's Capitol riots. Then you have people also searched for Hmm. Newsweek, DW, and National Review talking about Minnesota. But these aren't the results for riots. These are people also searched for riot in Minnesota. Google is letting us know these three results are suggestions not based on the search term riots. And guess what the actual second listing is in the search term riots right now as we literally had riots yesterday. Well, the first one was the Capitol and the second one is from CNN one hour ago. Trump State Department appointee facing Capitol riot charges released from jail. What's the third? Clear the Capitol, Pence pleaded. What's the fourth? You're going to die tonight. Body cam footage shows Capitol riots. (laughs) Don't forget. And then, and then, and then, and then, number five, TMZ, Dante Wright. Oh, not NewsGuard. TMZ got it right. TMZ. It is the fifth result. Right now, a day after the city was being ransacked and looted and there's tear gas and fires, they're still talking about the Capitol three months ago. I suppose that it is fair to point out that this speaks to your a point that you've made multiple times about the media loving Donald Trump and, and losing that the, the revenue that he generated for them. Yeah. Um because nothing, nothing in in the past ten years has gotten clicks like, you know, the orange man being but, very but bad. But just why aren't they cognizant of this fact where they can just say, "Well, we have to move on," you know? So, like, what am I talking about on, on my main channel, Timcast? Uh, last year, I'm like Democrats, Republicans, election, election laws, what's happening? All very election related. And I get people going like, "All you do is talk about politics now. You just talk about cultural issues." I'm like, "Dude, what do you? What, what's the big thing going on right now?" Now, we're outside the election, and what am I talking about? Chauvin trial. Mm-hmm. I've got like four out of the past five videos about the Chauvin trial because this is the big impact. It's where the news is going. It's what, what's important. I'm not talking about Trump. Trump. Trump used to be seriously in like my my my, my tags. First word, because like it was always, it was always Trump. It was always something with Trump. And even I was like, geez, you know, I'm tired. You know, this guy's sucking up the air. Now we're in a new space. There's news happening. People want to know what's happening and what do you think about it? So for, for people come to me, they're like, Tim, 
Tell me what you think about this, because most people already know what's going on. You've, you've seen the news article yourself. You talk to your friends about it. You go online to find commentary to maybe think of something or hear something you didn't think of yourself. I do this, right? So now people are going and they're going to Google and type in riots. What's happening? Enter. The fifth search result was TMZ. And it was the first talking about Dante Wright. Do you know what the sixth is? Capital rioter, XMYPD cop stunned. He's being held with inner city criminals. New York Post. It's not just the left. The New York Post is a, is a conservative, uh, conservative outlet. They're the ones that broke the Hunter Biden laptop story. <laughs> Even then, 11 hours ago. Amazing. And you know what's really funny? The next, the next one is about Kenosha. It's remarkable to me that if you search for riots, you are not getting served information about what happened in Minnesota. And it's primarily because many of the big mainstream news sources that dominate search results ain't talking about Do it. Do you cross-check DuckDuckGo? Do you search with DuckDuckGo ever? No, no. I usually don't even use Google to find stories. I you know, go through various news sources, and I use Twitter, and I kind of curate I can't get sources. it up on my phone. I'm interested to see if you search riot on DuckDuckGo. That's a good point. That's a good point. Let me see if Why I can. Why can't you get uh, it up on your phone? I don't know how to switch it in my, uh, in my Brave browser on the fly. I'll check into it, though. All right. Maybe DuckDuckGo. I'm, I'm not saying. I'm not blaming Google necessarily. Right. Uh, so the first result uh-huh. is recent news. Massive riots in Minnesota. Minnesota riots clear the Capitol. So the first two in recent news on uh, Dr. Go is Minnesota. So it could then, be. Oh, hold on. Then we get uh, general riot, not even news. So after that, it's like definition of riot, not even news. But let me click news to make sure I'm being absolutely fair. Right. Games Number one, when you go to riots, all DuckDuckGo, massive riots in Minnesota. Click the news tab. The first result, massive Minnesota riots. Massive riots in Minnesota. The second one, several Minnesota businesses looted. The third, clear the capital. So they still have some of these stories, but DuckDuckGo is prioritizing better, in my opinion. Could be the Google algorithm is just tainted towards trash bait, you know, flash bait or whatever. Or it could be that Larry and Sergey are political. I mean, those guys run Alphabet. They're basically the owners of Alphabet. It's the, it's the trash bait. Um, we know that Google has a news source ranking where they, like, I think... A bunch of conservative outlets don't appear in search, particularly with Breitbart. I think Breitbart's like omitted. And we've, we, I think we saw this leaked, actually. I think it was like Veritas or somebody leaked where it's like, here's yeah. the Google blacklist of all the websites they don't allow to appear in search or are limited. For a while, even my YouTube channels were. And then it wasn't until on this show I said, hey, my YouTube channels are blacklist. They removed it. So I'm like, Google must be listening. They're listening. But this, this is what's happening. Google, you know what I think it is? I think it's, it's like a toilet being flushed. And like all the turds are being swirled towards the middle. So what happens is Google, I believe genuinely and from their own bias, I'm not saying they're, I'm not saying they're not doing things wrong. I think they they think they're genuinely doing the right thing. They're like, we got to get rid of this fake news. Let's make sure we only prop up, you know, CNN, Washington Post, MSNBC, CBS, ABC, NBC, et cetera, New York Times. Those outlets are then suffering. Their ratings are collapsing. Their subscriptions are down. So they're like, just make Trump, 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 Trump. So when we're three months out from, from the Capitol riots or protests or insurrection, whatever you call it, they're still doing it because here's what happens. Like many of the grifters, the people who are all about just pandering to the tribe, the news outlets built up an audience of angry establishment Democrats and leftists. If they come out now and say something, they're worried they will lose money. So they're like, they're, 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 they're probably sitting there. I've been in these editorial meetings. I imagine they all sit down and they're at the table and there's someone on the phone, some editor or some boss, 
They're like, okay, so what are the stories that we got? And they're like, well, we had those riots yesterday in Minnesota. And they're like, well, you know, um, we haven't gotten a resolution yet. Why don't we hold off on that one? Oh, we can talk about the Capitol. You know, some of these guys are getting arrested. Capitol's great. Let's talk about the Capitol. And what, what you don't hear in the actual words, which, what, what, what underlines this, is the boss going, if we talk about the Minnesota stuff, we're going to piss off a lot of our subscribers and lose money. Capital. Now that's, that's, that's money. And that's safer for us. Let's go with that one. Yeah. I mean, that seems like a reasonable take. Um, especially considering, um, a lot of the, the more progressive news outlets are run by people that are not as interested in progressive, uh, issues as they are in the bottom line. You know, when siding with your, uh, siding with your audience is the primary uh, driver. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to focus on things that will upset them or, or drive them away. Do you think they, they were like, well, there were riots, so let's write a story with that flash word in it. And then so they, they, they said, okay, we gotta write a story about riots because riots are popular right now. There's gonna be a lot of riot search results. So then they picked the, the most trashiest riot and they're like, let's write about the January 6th or is it just, I had been writing about that crap anyway. I hadn't thought about that, but maybe they do. Um, I, I would, I think that I would look, uh, in the next couple of days to see what happens. If that, if, if there are a lot or if there continue to be, because they didn't know that there were going to be riots today, two days ago. And some of the stuff that Tim was pulling up was from, you know, uh, you know, yesterday or the day before or whatever, the riots are, have started off today, I believe. So, or at least the ones in Minnesota because of the, uh, the, the cops bad shoot. Would like, you like to play a game? <laughs> yes. I would. Would you like to play a game? Click here. So I pulled out. up two progressive sources. Okay. It's not, this is not science. This is just me pulling up two progressive sources, then MSC, MSNBC and Fox News to see what they're talking about. And it's exactly as I thought. First, we have slate.com. What's their headline story? Inflation is about to look freaky. Slate.com is a leftist publication. You think they'd be talking about something. We got over here a small little, you know, blurb on the left. Is Derek Chauvin's defense flailing? The answer to that question is no, by the way. But, uh, the, the big story isn't about Minnesota. In fact, I don't even think I see anything on Minnesota. All right. Okay. Well, Slate's not the biggest. Let's, let's try Vox. Yeah. V-O-X. Vox.com. Okay. Let's jump over to Vox. And what do we see for the main number one story? The hottest number in conservation is rooted more in politics than science. Why the U.S. egg industry, the Christian right, the Chauvin trial feels momentous, Georgia companies banding together, natural-born citizens, Biden's plan, the bizarre push. Where's the Minnesota riots? Okay, 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 hold on. Now, Fox News. Now, we know Fox News is going to be talking about the riots, yeah, Rupert right? Rupert Murdoch. All right, pull up Fox News. The top story is city manager fired for demanding due process for cop in deadly shooting. Mayor takes control of police. Okay, so we got Dante Wright from Fox News. It's actually... I don't, I wouldn't say it's right biased, but they're just saying the cop demands due process and got fired. That's fairily neutral, but they are talking about it and they're not talking about it in a positive light, right? I mean, sort of. The, you the constitution. Well, no, it's just that nowadays the constitution is, is a right leaning, uh, issue. It's not like the, okay. the left doesn't give a crap about the constitution. All right. Really. Well, just below this on the front page of Fox News, bracing for violence. Live updates, curfews in effect across Minnesota, crowds swarm NYC streets. All right, well, the two progressive sources weren't talking about it at all. Fox News is. Now, what do you think MSNBC has to say? Uh, nothing good. And MSNBC, top story. Yamachi, uh, Yamache Alessandor, 
Dante Wright's shooting is a recurring nightmare for black Americans. Hmm. It's exactly what I thought it was going to be. I thought the progressive outlets would probably blurb this somewhere, but not really talk about it. And the big networks were going to choose their position. Fox News, this is bad. Prepare for violence. MSNBC, it's a nightmare what's happening, not referencing the nightmare for everybody else as their city burns. So you know what I like to say? When I, you know, I guess one thing I can give credit to what we do here. I tweeted the cop should be in jail. Like I, like I already said, whatever comes out of that gun, that's your responsibility. Yeah. I'm not saying murder charges because I don't think that's not going to stick. There was no intent, but she, she screwed up. And I had a bunch of lefties saying, your followers sure are going to hate this one, Tim. And I'm like, well, I don't care. Like, what? People don't know. People that aren't aren't involved in the the gun world at all, they don't know how people that are involved in the gun world think. Um, right. There's, there's, good. No, good. I was going to say conservatives, I think, who are more concerned about Black Lives Matter and rioting are, le- are going to be less pro-2A. Libertarians who are very, very staunchly pro two A and not big L libertarians, just libertarian in general, yeah. are going to look at this and be much more about gun rights. Yeah, if you're pro two A, uh, especially if you're a young younger person that's pro two A, the idea of of being exclusionary when it comes to your pro Second Amendment uh, attitude that is that is old person stuff. That right. is that is that is fud talk. You know, like <laughs> seriously, that is that is that is fud. not what you see when you talk to people that are pro 2a nowadays you're it's, saying they want it across the board it's it's a very inclusive inclusive thing you've got people like Maj Ture and you got people like Colin Noir out there uh you know really representing uh you know representing black people that that have just as much love for the the gun world as uh as anyone else or as, as any if, white people do so if you if you tell me that this dude you know, in, in uh, Dante Wright was a violent criminal who should be in prison and all that stuff. I'm like, I don't think you're actually pro to it. I think you're just a tribalist. Yeah. If you say, look, man, he shouldn't have resisted arrest. The cop, I understand what happened. I agree. You're right. However, he should be allowed to have his gun. Yeah, it shouldn't but, have been an issue in the first place. So, but here, so, uh, we'll, we'll, and we'll, we'll just reiterate this point because for this segment, Dante Wright should have just been arrested. He should have put his hands behind his back and then someone could have advocated for him. Yeah. Because then they would have been like, is the only thing he's being charged with is that he was carrying a gun? I'm pretty sure the Second Amendment says the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. What is his crime? And then you sue. He would have had standing to make a challenge, maybe yeah. up to the Supreme Court. And then he would have been exonerated and it would have made the whole country better for everybody. Yeah. Shouldn't have resisted. He shouldn't have been criminalized in the first place for, for his right to bear arms. So it's a layered thing. It is. But, uh, you know, long story short, this is what we get from the media. But we do have more riots. So... um Move, don't move. worry, the riots don't end. Oh, they don't end. Don't worry, guys. Ooh, more riots. More riots. Riots rock Montreal. Whoa. Oh. COVID-19 lockdown protests turn ugly. Okay. I mean, I don't blame them considering how <laughs> the uh, the the country, the, the federal government up in, in Canada has been behaving. Uh, but it is, a, it, I mean, it is fairly impolite to riot, so I'm a little surprised. Me too. They're very polite up there. Yeah, I think uh, I disagree with the rights. I, I, I think the lockdowns at this point are, are proving to be, have been mistakes. Uh, we should have done, I think, what they call the surgical strike, where it's like protect the elderly, protect yeah. the vulnerable, and then yeah. have like limited restrictions. Yep. Now you got the Today Show. They were, they were on the segment that goes viral where they're like, Texas and Florida see their COVID cases going down below the national average. Whereas stricter states like New York and California see their cases rising. What could be causing this? It's like, 
I don't know, but at a certain point, maybe you should be like, we're seeing something here. Fauci gets asked about it. And he's like, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, well the, I mean, the government has had such a, a bad reaction to or bad uh, policy, whatever you want to call it, to COVID since the beginning. I'm still of the opinion that they were they proved themselves to be unreliable and not worth trusting when they were telling people not to wear masks and then mm-hmm. did the complete reversal. Especially seeing as it seems to me, if, if I understand correctly, the reason they were telling people not to wear masks was because they were concerned about whether or not people in the, uh, in the medical field would have enough. They're literally lying to the American people about things they believed would be helpful because essentially it was triage, you know, or right. Fauci similar. said this. Yeah. He said it like, we just want to make sure the medical community got their masks. So I don't trust the government at all. You know about, yeah, you know, I'm kind of, look, I'm, I'm, I'm middle of the road, right? I, I got to say the things that I find bothersome are you've got a lot of tribalistically pro-vax people taking yeah. their selfies and like gloating and smiling. You get Brian Stelter on CNN <laughs> saying, why won't Fox News post selfies with their vaccines? And I'm like, uh-huh. dude, you're making it worse. If you talk to your doctor, if your doctor recommends it, go with what your doctor says. I was talking to somebody and they said their doctor actually recommended against it because, you know, wife was pregnant and they were concerned about allergies and things like that. And I'm like, your doctor knows better than anybody. But then there are people who are like mad at me because I'm like, talk to your doctor. And if it's right for you, only your doctor can tell you. And I got tons of friends who are posting vaccine selfies. I roll my eyes. Guys, it's like just I get it. You got your vaccine. Congratulations. Yeah, it's it's, really is. I mean, look, they're saying COVID might replace the flu. We know it's more serious than the flu. We know it's infectious. But. I get it. it. Like, I'm not going to go to the doctor and then post selfies and like join this tribal crowd. I think everybody's just trying to play tribal politics on this one. It's really simple. That kind of stuff. Talk is, to your doctor. Is it's just absolute cringe. Yeah. It's it, it's fine if you want to get the vaccine. I'm likely to get one in the next week or two if I can get one in New Hampshire. I'll be getting one. Um, Do you know which brand you're going to get? Not the one that comes with free blood clots. That was the AstraZeneca one. (laughs) Dude, I saw this really amazing meme video. It is really funny. It's this dude and he's like, he's, it's, it's him acting all the scenes. It's one of these TikTok meme videos and he's like, he's playing the patient sitting there like, you know, half like lazily and the doctor, you know, gives him the, 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 the vaccine. He's like, there you all, you're, there you go. You're all set. And then he goes, I've done it. I've collected all five. (laughs) And then he's like, what, what do you mean? And he goes, I've gotten the Pfizer, the Moderna, no. the AstraZeneca, the Johnson and Johnson, and the Sofli or whatever. And then the doctor's like, "You need to go to the emergency room." And he goes, and then he punches the doctor in the face, and he's like, "Why be immune when you can be invincible?" And then a guy runs in; he's a cop, and then he like uses telekinesis on him. It was a great meme. Nice. I wish I remember the guy's name. It was funny. I just a long story short, because uh, uh, I'm just kind of like. Look, they have new flu shots every year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, I know the flu is, is, is not nearly like COVID's worse. I think that the mortality yeah. is like double or triple. But like, I don't go to Walgreens and like take pictures and like dance around and like all the meme stuff with on the hospital. It's yeah. just, look, man, I've always been rather anti-establishment and I guess to a certain degree, punk rock. I just. I cringe at if, this, like, we're all holding hands under the rainbow and go to the doctor and post if, these selfies. The, I mean, look, it's it's bad that people have lost their lives and, and have lost their, you know, their their uh, their jobs and, and their businesses and stuff. Um, one of the more first world problems is just the level of cringe has gone through the roof because of COVID. The amount of people that are, 
you know, the, the whole superheroes bowing to doctors <laughs> picture that. I mean, it's just, I'm, Dude. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm for, if you, if your doctor says you should get the vaccine, I'm for getting it. I'm going to get it because I will do almost anything to get back on tour again. Cause I miss touring so much. I love playing shows. That's, it's not just my livelihood. I, I love performing. So if I got to get a vaccine to get on the road again, okay, fine. But Man, if I see one more person <laughs> wearing two masks in their their default picture on in their bathroom, oh, it's just like, <laughs> come on, come on. These are you things. Know, it's, I get that you're that you want to do this, but it's all this this tribal virtue signal stuff. It's just you're gonna vomit. The weird the weird thing to me is like uh, I understand if people are concerned about the vaccine because it's under emergency use, use authorization. Mm-hmm. So it's not gone through final sure. approval. That, sure. That, sure, sure, sure. I'm just like, talk to your doctor. But, you know, mo- I think most of the people that have come through here in the past month have gotten their vaccines. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we've like talked about it and they're like, oh yeah, you know, they're like, it's not a big deal. And I'm like, what, what's this? It's, I wouldn't call it anti-vax. I would call it, there's like people who don't trust what's, you know, the vaccine. And it's kind of weird to me because I'm like, I don't know, dude, talk to your doctor. I get it. Like you're allowed to, you're allowed to do what you want, read what you want. But I just feel like the way I've always explained it is I went to my doctor a year ago and he he prescribes me some like crazy, you know, I don't even know what it's called. And I'm like, it's like this weird long word. And I'm like, sounds good to me. <laughs> and now people are like, all of a sudden I'm concerned about this. I'm like, dude, I, I think, I think the vaccine passport stuff goes over the top. Very, 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 very over the top. Yeah. Like it's be, it's be, you know, yeah. But I, I think your medical history is your medical history. You talk to your doctor. Your doctor tells you what to do. Talk to a bunch of doctors. I, don't, I, don't, yeah, I, 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 I think we, I think we've beaten a dead horse on this one, but let's, let's do this. You mentioned you want to go back on tour. Mm. Absolutely, man. Check this out. CDC director says Michigan needs to shut down again amid rising coronavirus cases and will not be able to vaccinate its way out of a fourth spike. Come on, man. I feel like I got people saying like Tim's va- shilling for vaccines. And I'm like, dude, I've, I've gotten a ton of vaccines before. I don't get it. Man, I want to go back they, to Flint. When they come back out and they're like, oh, even if you get the vaccine, we're still shutting the state down. I'm like, what am I supposed to tell people if I can't go outside? Why don't I need the vaccine? If you're telling me I can't go out, I can't go to the store. All right. Well, once we start reopening, I'll call my doctor and say, what do you think? I got food allergies. That was always like the, the, the issue for me on this. I'm not, I'm not going to, and I'm, I'm 35, man. I'm not in the affected group. But if they were like, we're going to reopen everything and you know, it's easier if you get your vaccine, then I'll be like, all right, cool. You know, we're getting back to the movie theaters and all that stuff. You're not going to wear a mask, but they're telling me I got to wear two masks and I can't go outside, but go get it anyway. I'm like, I'm, I'm chill. I'll wait. Like, I don't understand. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm not trying to be like anti-vax in any way. I'm just saying, I mean, I got time. You know what I mean? Yeah. If Again, it comes back to the, the, the mistrust of, or at least for me, I, the, it comes back to the mistrust of government because they've had, had such a bad, even if it's just messaging, the messaging has been so just abhorrently terrible, just disgusting. And right. you're going to have people that don't, you know, that don't trust what they're saying. And I mean, I'm not, I don't feel like I should be expected to know what to do. I yell at a stick for a living, right? Like I <laughs> sing in a band. Like I am not, I'm not the guy to ask or to, to tell you what you should do when it comes to vaccinations. I don't know. I have to go by what I read and by what I hear. And if, if you're only going by what you read and what you hear, you're literally basing your opinion on someone else's opinion. Right. You know, it's, it, you're go, you're saying this guy I trust and this is what I've heard from this guy. And so when it gets to people on, you know, on Twitter being, 
you know, rude and stuff like that or, or having the, you know, acting like they're so much better than other people because they're like, oh, this is what I believe and you are so dumb for taking the vaccine because all the stuff that goes in there or you're so dumb for not taking the vaccine because what, what do you know? Let's like talk to your doctor. You, you, work I mean. at, you work at the pretzel place in the mall. <laughs> Shut your face. You know, like... You know, you know I love it's like, your doctor could literally prescribe you like Frazo Basil Bam. Yes. Shove it up your ass. That's the thing. Yeah. And people are like, you got it, doc. Yeah. And I'm and, like, it's between and, you and your doctor, man. I don't want to know about that. And then because their doctor recommended it, they're going to talk to you like you're a moron because you're not taking the suppository right you now. You can also get a second opinion. That's a big part of the medical industry. In fact, you're often encouraged Not on Twitter. To, not on Twitter. <laughs> if a doctor, yeah, you're entitled to one, then you get banned. If yep. a doctor tells you something and you question it, that's your right. Yeah. And you also have the right to then a second and maybe a third opinion and yeah. to look to other doctors. And, to, and you should be researching, if you're going to stick stuff in your body, what you're doing with it. Uh, uh, I'm just mad at Fauci because he has been the biggest discouraging factor in all of this. Yeah. It's just like, come on, dude. Like it's, Texas and Florida are doing all right. You know what I mean? I just came from Texas and, and, and there are still some of the, some of the larger chain stores like Walmart, you still have to wear a mask and stuff, but smaller places and, and, uh, you know, smaller businesses, you, you know, people don't wear them and it's not, you know, you, you don't see a lot of people freaking out. And I think there's, there might be something to the, idea that you know texas is you know hitting 80s and 90s now so people are outside and and not cooped up and maybe that does have something to do with it but again that's what the hell what the hell do i know i i sing in a band i I can only go by what i'm what i'm seeing you know yeah florida and texas are warm and so it could be california though yeah well it could be you're outside you're less likely to transmit perhaps yeah but again not a doctor like like i said man doctors prescribe you some weird stuff but you know what they we borrowed had- a lot of money to be able to do that stuff. Go sure go did. talk to them and get your insurance company to give them some money so they can pay back their loans. <laughs> but what's worrying to me is that at a certain point people are just not going to care anymore. Yeah. And there was this one thing I think it was on CNN where this woman was like, "Now is our chance to get the vaccine out because if we don't, terrifying." They're like, "People are going to go out and do their own thing anyway. The Enjoy worst, their freedoms." The worst thing about that is the, is the just she misunderstands what the role of government is, misunderstands anything about human liberty, misunderstands why people are free, thinks that that your the government gets its power from the existence of the government as opposed to the consent of the governed. I mean, it is just listening to that that person go on, I I I was appalled. It was it was one of the most one of the most offensive things that I've heard in ages, and I'm not easily offended. Yeah, it's like, they're going to enjoy their freedom anyway, so now's our chance. Like, yeah. uh, come on, dude. Well, uh, how about we get into one of the most dangerous stories for YouTube, Ooh. as it were? Because, uh, hey, if it's in the news, it's in the news. And who, who, am, who am I to judge? We have this story from the Daily Mail. You ready for this one? Let's go. Pentagon scientists reveal a microchip that senses COVID-19 in your body before you show symptoms and a filter that extracts the virus from your blood. Gimme. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it when I saw this meme going around. I'm like, that's not can't real. Be real. I, I can't believe that that's an actual story that, that is being... I mean, I'm surprised that, that it hasn't been you know squashed by Google and, and all the other... Uh, 60 Minutes. Yeah. It's a 60 minute story. It's wow. a 60 minute story. 60 minute story. No. Let me, let me read, let me, <laughs> let me read a little bit. Let, let me read this. Pentagon scientists working inside a secretive unit set up at the height of the Cold War have created a microchip to be inserted under the skin, which will detect COVID-19 infection. It's the mark of the beast. <laughs> Pentagon. 
it to God. They're putting and, robots in you. And a revolutionary <laughs> filter that can remove the virus from the blood when attached to a dialysis machine. Does it have lights on it? Does it, Are they shooting lights in your vein like Trump said? Oh, gosh. They're going to put a bleach. The team at DARPA have been working for years on preventing and ending pandemics. They assess the issues and come up with ingenious solutions, which at time appears to be more science fiction, novel, uh, be a science fiction novel than working in a laboratory. One of their recent inventions, they told 60 Minutes on Sunday night, was a microchip which detects COVID, COVID infection in an individual before it can become an outbreak. The microchip is sure to spark worries among some about a government agency implanting a microchip in a citizen. By, by some, they mean Jesus people. There's some they're people they mean, that are very religious. Everyone. I'm pretty sure they mean everyone. <laughs> Except these like, just, I don't know. Man, Bill Gates of, is on, is like, yeah, let's do it. I want to put you, a chip in everyone. Do you remember Verichip? Mm, this was like 10 years ago, I think. Vaguely. Or maybe like 15. Vaguely. Refresh my memory. They're RFID chips they would implant in your hand. Oh, yeah. And you could wave it by a door and okay, the door would yes. open. Yeah. And it had your information on it. And the way it works is that the signal emitted from the reader provides enough power for it to bounce back a signal with information. It's, it's brilliant. But when that came out, this is like 2000s. People were freaking out like, yeah. this is it. This is the mark of the beast. There are already biohackers that have, have done that kind of stuff to totally. themselves, though. Yeah. I mean, there's people who put like full weird like Arduinos like in their arm. Your yeah. body rejects that stuff. Yeah. But like this stuff has been around for a while where there's been some kind of microchip embedding and there's been all the conspiracy theorists. And the funny thing is, there's a meme going around because of, I think, Ryan Reynolds, where he posted a, a vaccine selfie, and he said, upgraded to 5G today. I saw that. <laughs> now, yeah. I'm, now I'm seeing all of my, like, I'm, I'm seeing some of my friends and a bunch of memes where people are like, getting 5G, reception's great. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. It's a funny joke. But the, the thing is, we the media was desperately trying to tell people, even YouTube was against the rules. They're not putting microchips. There's no microchips. There's no COVID microchips. Stop. And then it's like, okay, fine. Okay, we won't say it. It's crazy. We know it's crazy. And then Sunday, 60 minutes. Oh. <laughs> and it's okay. It's okay for 60 minutes to do it too. Yes. I did, oh, I, this, this conversation probably got this, this stream defunded. I wouldn't be surprised if we get in yeah. trouble for something like this. Because you know what happens? The way YouTube videos are moderated, it's typically some dude in like India or you know China or Mexico. And it's outsourced labor where some of these people. Is it really? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My understanding is, I'll put it that way, just in case, because, you know. But my understanding is it's outsourced labor because there's so much content. Mm. So you get some person who's who's watching it, and they don't understand context. First, you get the robots that do it. And the robots are like, I see swears, beep, boop, boop, demonetized. Then if, if it escalates, you'll get a review from, like, a person, and they're going to be like, oh, microchips, that's conspiracy theory, boop, boop, demonetized. Not anymore. Yeah. This happens to me all the time, though. <laughs> Check it out. So I actually have... Uh, I actually know people at Google, but I have a act, I have an actual like uh, Google rep that I have to constantly message like, "Hey, this is demonetized." There was a, a, we had two videos on this show on this on, on this channel where we criticized Ocasio Cortez. We got demonetized because of it, and they said you violated our policy against being hateful towards an individual. She'll send people to your house. What AOC? Yeah, that guy. There was there was that a uh, a person that was on Twitter that made a comment critical of AOC, and the police showed up at his FBI showed what? up. What really? You didn't hear about this? No. Yeah, I forget. I don't remember the guy's name. Um, he was a left leaning guy, and he was he was he said something critical, and he ended up with uh with someone at the FBI at his house about the uh because he was he criticized AOC. So I don't think that it well, was AOC. The first, it, well, I, I'll, to be fair, the first story that pops up is actually they, they tweeted about some something really bad. 
Is it, was like it, causing harm to is somebody. It spicy? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd say it was spicy. So, but that's, if you Google search AOC FBI, something I probably can't repeat on YouTube because let's too not, spicy. Let's not go there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just a guy saying like AOC, you suck. It was a guy who said something like, "Go do a thing to this person." You know what I mean? Oh, interesting. You see it? You see the story? Uh, somebody was basically calling for harm against AOC. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking. Look at that. I'm looking at this now. Or is it a different? Because the one I saw was I from a couple like months was, ago. No, no. This is yeah. This is not the one that I'm ref- that I'm referring to. Um, so there is a story where a guy was being mean to her. Well, anyway, while you while you look that up, I'll just finish off this point. They demonetized these stories because we were critical of AOC. Yes. And then I submitted for appeal, and they were confirmed demonetized. So then I had to contact Google and like, hey. And then it took like a week, and they were like, sorry about this. They're monetized. Hmm. That wasn't against the rules. I'm like, we're criticizing a politician, dude. You know, like, what, what can we say? Unsettling. In this case, we're talking about microchips that the Pentagon has announced. Uh, <laughs> yes. On 60 Minutes. 60 Minutes. Yep. CBS. Is that CBS? Mm-hmm. Uh, That's CBS. Are you going to get the microchip? I am not going to get the microchip. <laughs> I want to know, what, is it proprietary but, but software? Ian, I will Darpa. get I will get the neodymium magnets in my fingertips. Oh, oh I am sold. <laughs> you know you know about that? No. Do you know about this biohacking thing? No. If they, if they cut open your fingertip yeah. and they put like a uh, – it's like a, a – a, coated neodymium magnet a small one mm-hmm. and then they sew your fingers up and when it heals the the magnet vibrates against electromagnetic fields so it gives you electrosense what so you can actually put your hand on a wall and feel where the power cables are because it, and, and apparently it it feels different gimme like it's a new sense so something cool. you're like whoa i've never felt something like this because oh, yeah. what happens is the magnet is pulling and pushing against the nerve from the inside and vibrating so you can like feel like the, the the EMF waves, the electromagnetic waves coming off of electric electric objects and devices. I used to put magnets <laughs> on look, my... Lydia looks horrified. It's, it's horrified, cool. It's cool. The problem is your body rejects foreign objects. Yeah. yeah. So for a lot of people, what, ha- what happens is eventually your fingers just spit them out. Yeah. They just get pushed further and further out. So there are some techniques they try doing. They, they coat it in the material so that your body ignores it. Some of the early pioneers of this have had the, the magnets break in their fingers, and you got to get them removed. And there's mm. like infection risks, and your fingertips are particularly sensitive, so getting them sliced open oh. for the surgery. Sure, sure. Hey, man! <laughs> but uh, man, I've always thought that was really cool. Now, will, now, microchips. I will get Neuralink. Will you really? get Neuralink? I will. I don't know that I'll get first gen. I, I, <laughs> Did you see the monkey playing pong? No, no, dude, you got to see this. Up. Yes. Amazing. So and it's at the cool. end of the can we, video. Can we go from being very scared about the government planting microchips like, talking cool, about cool. monkeys playing dude, pong? He's fun. good at it. He's doing it with his mind. Is it a I, chimp or is it a monkey? It's a macaw. Yeah. I don't trust the government, monkey. but Elon, Daddy Elon, I tell I you know. what, there's there's a totally different kind <laughs> yeah. of deal going on with Elon. He's open sourcing the code and you know what it's tracking and what it's not tracking he can open source the code but i'm still relying on someone else to tell me because i can't code yeah. so like you, you could you could be like oh you know look look you can look at the code it's like people say oh you can look at the bitcoin ledger and see i'm like no you can look at the bitcoin ledger and see <laughs> I, can't. I can't that that's all german like or r- whatever like, i don't our president speaks english doesn't speak foreign languages he relies on an interpreter the interpreter may as well be the president our, hold on hold our on. president you, you said, does not uh, speak english yeah Come on, man. Turn it down and shove it a pressure. He speaks elderly. Speaks English. Yes, he does. Uh, I pulled it up. Yes, yeah, CNN Business. Elon Musk's company says this monkey is playing Pong with his mind. So cool. This video is lit. The monkey playing Pong. <laughs> well, so, 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 so I will mention. Lit. 
<laughs> Do you know what an EEG is? Uh, electroencephalogram. Electroencephalogram. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you can actually buy them. They've, they've been around for a long, long time, long, long time. But there's, there's consumer grade ones. I, I talked about this before. We bought one where it's a band that goes over your head, and then there's like a bar that goes onto your forehead, and it can detect two different waves, I guess. And so there's a, a, a reader, an EEG reader on the computer, and there was a red and blue line, and they're like bouncing randomly, and it's like focus and concentration or whatever. I don't know what it means. And me and my friend, we put this, the EEG on and we're like trying to focus and the lines are just random. No it's matter actually what. horny and hungry. Yeah. No matter, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no matter what we do, we couldn't get the lines to move. But then we gave it to his sister and she put it on and she could move the red line. Like she That's figured true. out real quick and like the line would like make the line go up and then she would look at it and the line would go up. We're Very like, hungry. Whoa. Very Super hungry. That's right. <laughs> Starving. So we were wondering if these two outputs could be used to control a drone. So that you have two controls. One is to make it go up and down, and the other is to make it rotate. Ooh. So you couldn't fly it around because you'd need more sensors. Sure. But with just that, instead of a red line on a screen, the drone could be going up and down. So the, I bring that up because that wasn't invasive. It's a headband you'd put on. You can buy all these things right now. Does the monkey really need to get his brain chipped to be able to play Pong? The answer is no, he doesn't. He does, so that way, eventually, you can wear it in your head and, and type on your phone now, without your fingers. Aren't you worried about being turned into the Borg? No. No? No. Why do you want the Neuralink? Because I want to... I, because I think that, that Elon Musk is right about the interface. That To me, that's really the, the, the interesting thing. The interface that we have today with the internet is limited to most people uh, as their thumbs. You know, you, we, like you said, you used to have a full keyboard for walking around all the time. <clears throat> then it's, it's gone down to your thumbs. If you can manage to just interface with the, with the, with the phone or whatever in your pocket without having the slowness of your thumbs and you could just access the existing internet by thinking that's something that I find extremely intriguing and I think would be a very useful uh useful thing to have in your day-to-day life. I'm not looking to be like, "Oh, I want the internet in my brain or whatever." Having that but having that interface from from that removes my hands, you know, the ne- necessity of having my hands do the typing to access the internet, internet that I, I think is is interesting. Don't you want to download Kung Fu like in the Matrix? I I love the idea. I do, um, but I also think that there is a certain amount of uh, of of. Well, I mean, I suppose they could, you know, eventually if if you could, if that is possible, you could download the the muscle memory and stuff. Right, like that. you need muscle but, memory, and you need the, the muscle proteins to actually build up to be able to do half the things. Sure. So it's not just about. You know, it's funny when people are like in the Matrix, he p- plugs thing in his brain, he downloads Kung Fu, and then he can fight. He's like, I know Kung Fu or whatever. Yeah. It's like, well, hold on, hold on. I can watch someone do something, and they can explain it to me, and then my brain's like, got yeah. it. And then I'll fall over because I'm not flexible enough, and I'm not strong enough. I just started taking jujitsu uh, about a month ago, and there is a significant learning curve to I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. Like for me, if I like right now, I'm at I'm basically at a point where if I can pass guard on someone that I'm that I'm rolling with, and I'm like, okay, I feel like I've won. I I don't know what to do. So not knowing, so but having the information there would be cool, and knowing, okay, this is what I'm looking to do, but the actual executing still would take some kind of you know some amount of of physical work. I think, bro. What if you're actually like a five foot three morbidly obese dude plugged into a neural link right now because you've always your whole life wanted to be a famous heavy metal singer 
and you're I, in the game right now. Well, you know, then hopefully, you know, he never wakes up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least you can say you can enjoy yourself playing a video game. Yeah. Not because, uh, you know, people talk about you get the Neuralink, you plug in, and you're like in Skyrim. You're you're in World of Warcraft or Call of Duty or whatever. Yeah, you know, I don't think that – I think with, with, the, with VR headsets and stuff like that, that's not super far away. Um, sensations like smell that you get when, you know, if you're in a place – the the way things smell in a place are are I don't know that we could reproduce that, um, but Neuralink possibly could by accessing yeah. those those parts of your brain. And then you go ahead and you know you put on a, a VR helmet that for the sound and and sight. I mean you know. I so, heard that they're actually working on virtual smell that, by cr- causing electrical stimulation in your yeah. ear, in your inner oh. ear. I tell you, those things that that yeah. Tinder would would the use Tinder use would go way down if that stuff was real. Like right now, in the like we're in a simulation in the real world. Phil, you're actually like some 23 year old, just like fat fat kid, and you're like, I always wanted to be a heavy metal singer, and you're in the game. Ian's actually like a, a tech billionaire who's really smart and clean uh-huh. cut, and he's like, I just wanted to be this like free spirited DMT crazy guy <laughs> yeah. in a podcast so bad. Like you know, it's just you're people like, playing. I'm schooling these dudes. <laughs> <laughs> well, so no, like, no. I, what I mean is, like, it, it's, I'm I'm very hypothetical, obviously. Sure. But you know, if if it's possible to create a virtual environment where you get to experience that game, how do you know you're not already in it? Yeah, I mean, I've heard people talk about the the idea that it's a simulation and stuff like that. Elon I, Musk talks about it. Yeah, I mean, what if he's trying to break out of the simulation? Well, then I want him to. <laughs> I, I I I I truly think that Elon Musk is like is a. I think that he's he's a probably a pretty good dude who isn't, you know, isn't like the people at Google. Yeah, I tweeted. Uh, I tweeted tax the rich, and then all the lefties were like, "Yeah!" And then a bunch of conservatives were like, "Ha ha, very funny, Tim." And then I tweeted, "Tax the rich, but give all the money to Elon Musk." <laughs> and they're like, "Okay, now the, now the left side have it. They don't like him all. Yeah, that they much. don't like him at all. Just but they don't like him because he has money and he's successful, and people on the yeah. left are, you know." Yeah, I was really annoyed when he blasted like the, the, the the Tesla into space, and they're like, "This is so dumb." And I'm like, "Well, he needed a payload. He needed to wait, and he made something really cool and inspirational for young people. Like, that's legit." You know? Yeah. So I, I, you know, I'm, I'm fine with it. I don't like the idea that you got all these billionaires dumping money into politics. So take it all and just give it to Elon Musk and let him build a spaceship to Mars. Yeah. I want to see that. You I, know, when, when, when people like Bernie, or when someone like Bernie Sanders criticizes Elon Musk, it really, really rubs me the wrong way because Bernie Sanders had done nothing but live off of the, uh, of other people's money yeah. his entire life. He's produced nothing of value. Uh, he wrote a book. Yeah, you're right. And he, then he made a million dollars off of his book. <laughs> yeah. And, and he is, uh, then he stopped talking about the millionaires and the billionaires and just, no, 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 no. The just the billionaires. Yeah, now he talks just he about He brought them back though. He brought it back. Did he really? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. You were right. You were right. He stopped talking about the millionaires. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the billionaires what? that he's got a problem with. But then he with brought millionaires back recently. Cause if you write a book, you know, then you could maybe make a million dollars. Don't you? But also me. Yeah. I made a million dollars selling my book. At a 37% tax rate, you know. <laughs> Top market. Yeah, so rate. it's really funny, too. I'm kind of stoked on this. The media's collapse because there's this big up, upset. Uh, everyone's angry about uh, Substack. Substack is where writers can charge a fee and write articles. It's really simple. But now you get these high-profile individuals leaving their main outlets and just doing Substacks. They're it's, leaving because the main outlets are garbage. And they're being restricted and they'll make money. Mm. It's like YouTube. Like I worked for Vice, I worked for Fusion, and people are. You know, I, I loved this. I loved this. There was some some like New York journalist, and, and they tweeted at me. They tagged me in this. They were like, "Remember, remember Timcast? Man, whatever happened to him?" And then someone's like, "Whatever happened 
This was like this was like a year and a half ago or two years ago. And they were like to go from like this high profile six figure like you know corporate media job to now what? And someone goes like, oh man, his Patreon's only bringing a thousand bucks a month. They're like, wow, that's sad. And I'm like, these people know nothing about what's going on. They live in this bubble where working for the machine is like the ideal. Yeah. And I left and started a YouTube channel, and I was like, I was on Joe Rogan and like doing really well, and I was, you know, business was ex- was expanding and exploding, and now it's better than ever. And these people just live in that bubble. Yeah. So now these news outlets are freaking out because Substack has just taken everything away from them. But I'm glad. I'm glad. They're they're in free fall. Their ratings are collapsing. And I think what's happening is a lot of people like to say that these that these media companies get woke and then go broke. They think Vice got woke and then went broke. They think these media companies decided one day. We're going to be woke. Oh, no, our money's gone. Some of them went the other way. Some of them were going broke and decided to get woke in desperation. They were like, our ratings are dropping. What do we do? Pander. What can we pander to? I don't know. Progressives. At least we'll make we'll maintain that. Tumblr. What was that? Tumblr. Yeah. Yeah. We got like uh, there's a story in the New York Times. I don't, I don't think I'll get to. <laughs> I don't think we need to get too much into this one. Uh, look at this. The New York Times uh, writes a guide to neo pronouns. Are you a person, place, or thing? We have good news. Um, we're all persons. Yeah, yeah. Are, are you a place? <laughs> well, hold on. Are you a thing? I'm a place. So this image they have, this is the New York Times, mind you. It's an image. and Block it says, the New York Times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pre, prin, prins, and print self. No, <laughs> no, no. And go F yourself. Well, hold no. on, hold on, hold on. If someone, there, there, there are some limitations. If someone came to me and said, refer to me as your majesty or prince, whatever, I'd be like, nah. Would you That's refer to me as lord? No. I'm a Scottish lord. Yes. Yeah, I bought yeah, 10, yeah. Lord Ian. Did you, 10, did by, you 10 foot by 10 foot nice. square of land. <laughs> I'll use, I'll use whatever preferred pronoun someone wants. I have no intention to be rude. I'm not interested in, 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 right. in upsetting people. I'm right. not interested. And I don't have, I don't have a, you know, I don't have the desire to, to be like, no, there's only biological men and biological women and da, da 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 da. Not interested at all. If you have a your own pronoun, you're probably an annoying person anyway, so I don't want to hang out with you. So if someone came to me and said, I actually I met someone at Occupy. They said, you know, uh, Z said, refer to me as Z Zer, and I was like, I don't, I don't care, whatever, sure. I just you know I just yeah. I just called by the, by their name. Some of these people also made up their own names. And I'm like, if you're 25 and you're like, my name is, you know, hamster, you know, hamster friend. I'm like, you sure? Yeah, it's. I'll like, call you whatever you want. I'm just like, did I hear you right? All right, you got it, hamster bro. Exactly. It, it, <laughs> I'll call you whatever you want, but I will call you very infrequently if yeah. I have right, to right, remember. Right. I, I, I remember this was funny because it became a thing, and some people were like, they, they were like, I don't know. It's kind of, I've never never heard that. Like we're supposed to remember that, and I was like, I don't, oh, you I don't ain't know. gonna forget. <laughs> No, I was just like, I'm sitting there, like, my, my eyes half closed, like, it's like, Occupy Wall Street, I'm outside, I'm sleeping outside, I'm like, this is the last thing I care about. I was like, dude, I will call you whatever you want, you can call me Susan if it makes you happy, I literally don't care. Yeah. This is like the last thing on my mind. The cops are blaring their horns right now, I'm gonna go get a cheeseburger. I, it, it like, didn't even occur to me, until it started becoming a thing, and now the New York Times is writing about it. And it's amazing, because they mentioned that, like, apparently someone a long time ago tried to make it the pronoun for, like, nondescript individuals, I guess. And they're, they're, look, they're saying like it's a new thing with young people. You have to respect it, otherwise you're you're like transphobic and all that stuff. I'm like, dude, like a young woman who identifies as a woman but calls herself like, you know, Gord and Gordo and Gordo self. Like that's not anything to do with like transgender or anything. No, the, the, you know, the idea that 
there are there is a a significant portion of the trans community that actually does have their own specific pronouns. If I understand correctly, the vast majority of the trans community out there just wants to pass. They just want to be like if if you're a trans woman, you just want to be you just want to pass and you want to be called she. I totally respect that. If you're a trans man, you just want to pass, you want to be called he. Totally respect that. That's totally fine. I again, I'm not interested in 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 demanding that someone go by the pronouns of their, you know, of what they were born as like that or what they were assigned at birth at whatever. I, I'm not interested in, in messing up someone's day like that. Um, and so I think that it's really mostly activists and people that are, that are looking to, or I think it's mostly activists that are looking to make a specific, uh, personalized pronoun or, or something that is, is, unique or whatever and it's like okay i mean you can and i again if i if if you have pronouns that you need me to use i'll use them but i'm probably going to be like this person is a lot of work to be around yeah yeah uh i think one of the issues is that there's no way to broach this subject without being accused of being transphobic because there's actually two different transgender communities uh, or i should say two two different trans uh, perspectives on this there are some prominent trans uh, people who mentioned that they view gender as binary, hence they're transitioning between male or female. They'll say there's like degrees in between or something, but for the most part, I think it's like the millennial and older transgender people, some prominent leftists. I'm not going to name them because they've already gotten canceled several times, but they've pointed out that uh, they believe there's he, she, and if you want to go by they, that's fine. What happened was this particular trans woman got canceled because the younger generation said, you're being transphobic for not respecting neo-pronouns. Was it Natalie? I'm not going to say who, who I'm not going to, I don't want to, I don't want to cause sure, okay, a dragging okay. thing where yeah. they're like, look at this video and he called this person and made all sure. these things up. So, you know, he said this about this person and they go into a brigade. No, I don't, don't want to get involved in that. I just want to point out the difference. Here's what they say at the New York Times. They say, one card explains neo-pronouns at length. In its fact section, it provides a response used often in the neo-pronoun community. When talking to people who claim neo-pronouns aren't real words, yes, literally every word is made up. Neo-pronouns are real because they carry meaning and are understood by others. That's the problem. They're not. I don't understand half these words. And if you said it to me, I'd be like, I don't know what that is. I don't know what you're trying to tell me. If someone said they were their pronouns were pre-print, I'd be like, I don't understand. Yeah, I, I, that that doesn't mean anything to me. And 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 like you're if, saying, part of the part of the usefulness of words is the meaning behind them. If so, the issue becomes neo pronouns. Just get rid of pronouns in general, because if Ian tells me his pronouns are pre-print, and so instead of saying you know he said he was mad at himself, I'd say pre said pre was mad at Prince self. It's harder to understand what I'm saying and think about it and communicate. Maybe that's on purpose. Maybe they're trying to exert power. Maybe these are young people who want to, you know, assert themselves in a conversation. But if if everyone here gave me a different pronoun, I wouldn't be able to be like, oh, I was talking to Ian. Yeah, Pre said that uh, Prince. Uh, yeah. He was saying he wanted to go to the mall because he was mad at himself for not buying, you know, his uh, uh, his second set of uh, shot glasses. Which is part of the which is part of the point that I made about you know I'll I'll say whatever. You want me to say for your pronoun, but it is difficult to engage with you if you have your own specific pronouns because there's a certain amount of, you know, when you read, you just, you don't re sound out the words that you know the word. And so you see the word, you identify it and it does, you know, 
you know what it says because you're familiar with the whole word. Um, and our brains work like that when it comes to talking too. We don't have to think about the words we're going to use. You have to think about the idea and maybe how to articulate it, but you're not thinking about how do I say this. If you have a, a new word in your lexicon or if there's a special word for a person, you have to really put thought think thought into it so it does become an awkward just, it, way of speaking. It's like telling you you have four names. But now now one thing that's happening where the left is getting angry is people started calling themselves their, – their pronouns are BLM and BLM self. <laughs> so you'd be, you'd be like, oh, I was talking to Ian. BLM said that BLM was mad at BLM self. For not buying BLM's <laughs> second whiskey set, <laughs> whiskey glass set, I get it. <laughs> and they're doing a cab and a cab self. Oh, oh, good, good. So, I'm, so, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to read more. Oh, no. Many people who use neo pronouns don't just use one set. They select a handful and show off their collections on websites like pronoun pronouny.xyz, a site that provides usage examples. For neo pronouns. Users make their own pronouny pages like this one, which includes Z, Zem, Zer, Moon, Moon, Self, Star, Star, Self, B, B, Self, and Bun, Bun, Self. Sorry if I have too many pronouns, the page creators wrote. Bun, Self okay. is from now on. Call me Bun, Bun, Self. <laughs> okay, that's, that's mine now. Bun self. I like it. I'm, I'm, I, 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 I do like Bun, Self, like but like me. basically for rabbits, not for anybody else. <laughs> okay, that'd be cute, yeah. Yeah, Bun, Bun wanted, you know, Bun was telling me Bun yeah. wanted more yeah, carrots yeah. for Bun, Self. I love it. Bun, that makes Self. Sense. <laughs> you can use you can use just one set or they them if there are too many. So here's where it gets interesting. I know a lot of people think this is silly. I'm down for respecting people within certain contexts. You know, behind closed doors, we have to make fun of each other. We don't like every, not everybody likes each other, but we try to be good to each other to the best of our abilities. At least I think that's a good thing. You're out in public, you see someone you don't like, you smile and you nod. Then you go behind closed door and say they smelled like farts. Whatever. <laughs> So if someone comes up to me and they're like, my protons, but you got it, you know, I got, I got no beef, but if I'm not hanging out with you, I'm going to be like, I mean, I, I, I I think this, here's why I think it's, it becomes a problem. Many states are passing these laws that say your company, these jobs have to use your pronouns. That's it. It's in the law. I actually, I, 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 you know what? I'm going to stop. I like this. I'm a fan. You know why? This is legit culture jamming. This is exploiting the system and pointing out the holes and how they don't work. So in New York, you are entitled at your job or as a customer to have your pronouns, your name respected. It's a civil, it's a human rights law in New York City. If you work at, say, you know, Starbucks and you demand to, to have a certain set of pronouns, they have to use them. Otherwise, they're violating your human rights. It's a violation of your gender expression. Okay. So to what limit? If the New York Times is straight up saying you can use 50 different pronouns, your manager better start doing it. So I'm like, okay. Let's play that game. Let's my I, I encourage people to adopt pronouns that they feel comfortable with and make something of it, I guess. I you know, I I get what you're saying, but I I think that that eventually uh and probably very quickly will become detrimental to the to the actual trans community. Because yeah. the more difficult you make it for people to navigate polite society, the less interested people will be in being polite they're gonna say well it's just too much of a pain in the dick so pardon my french and they're just gonna be <laughs> like you know screw it i'm just gonna do you know whatever i'm not worried about this person's you know blah blah blah. and then actual 
you know, people that, that have, tra- you know, have transitioned that, you know, genuinely do get their feelings hurt if they're misgendered and stuff like that. They're going to be the people that are going to pay the price. Yep. Yeah. You know, yep. and, and I think that, that there, there is a certain, to some, to a certain degree, there are people that will do things like have their own pronouns, their own personal pronouns for a narcissistic reason. And they're going to hurt actual trans people and they're going to they're going to end up making it bad for people that are, you know, actually trans. I've actually mentioned this. I was telling the story about New York when the story first was breaking. It was like a few months after the law was passed. I started exploring what New York City had said in terms of pronouns. And Mm -hmm. they said any, any. And so I actually taught I reached out to some friends. I said, I need to find a human rights lawyer, like someone who litigates and like actually understands this and some advocates. And. There was a lot of confusion, but I spoke with one lawyer who basically said, if you tried gaming the system and making up some ridiculous pronoun, they would laugh you out of court. And I was like, so if I went to a, a restaurant and I used some ridiculous like Asian stereotype for like me and my family and, you know, just like offensive words, I, and, and they, t- they said, I refuse to say these things. You think if I sued, the judge would say, get out of here. You're screwing with us. I think I disagree totally, but. Well, so this lawyer said, there's a reason why we have laws and we have judges. Judges interpret the law. If the judge sees that you're making a mockery of the law, they will just say, oh, we get it. It's not legitimate complaint. And then I said, so you're saying if I dress in a way that is deemed to be a joke or illegitimate, the judge can just throw me out? And he goes, yes. And I said, so what happens if an actual trans person walks up to a judge and the judge says, you're not a woman, and then says, get out yeah. of my courtroom? That that opens the door for them to actually suppress transgender rights. Yeah. And that's when the lawyer was like, well, you know, these things like the general idea from the lawyer was it's true. They could happen. But most of these judges understand the spirit of the law. And I was like, listen, I'm willing to bet there's going to be a conservative judge in one of these jurisdictions. And if you're telling me they have a right to laugh someone out of the courtroom, it will be an actual trans person. Yep. Yeah, I guess. Especially if you're looking at people now who are becoming aggravated by the excessivity of it. Uh, they become judges in the future. You know, the, right. the seventeen-year-olds now are going to be judges in twenty years. I don't. I don't. And, and the thing is, I don't know that it, that it's actually really excessive. I think that things like that story again are such a small case. Like the, there are such a very few people that would want to be. You think that do you think that it would be more than do you think well, that it, I was I was just going to I physically <clears throat> express myself while while you're talking just so you know I'm going to have a counterpoint but uh this is from Tumblr 10 years ago and it's now in the New York Times It is but I still don't think that there's a lot of people that that would be using their own personalized because right. we, I mean we already talked about the fact that most trans people just want to pass yeah. and they just want to be they want to live their life as you know as as a trans woman or as a trans man that's 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 it i and i think that the a very small minority want the specialized uh you know specialized pronouns and i do think that that is more about narcissism than yeah. about actually being transgender i think that it's more about i want I, be you know i want attention and stuff I, I think you hit the nail on the head with this one that it's ultimately going to be more detrimental for trans people yeah i think it's yeah. a hard trans community well let's 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 jump to the last last thing i, I was just i was i was saving the best for last because i'm gonna go off on this one all right we got this story about the falcon and the winter soldier you may have seen it's a new disney plus show and get what go broke baby because the last rumor report we, we were covering is that there was this scene in the show it's the Falcon and the Winter Soldier from the Avengers movies. 
They're walking down the street and they're arguing and it's the Falcon's a black dude and the Winter Soldier's a white dude. Some cops pull up out of nowhere and they walk up to Bucky, the white guy, and they're like, is, is everything okay, sir? And he's like, yeah, it's fine. Is this man giving you trouble? And they're like, what are you, what are you talking about? And then Sam is like, what's going on? And the cops are like, sir, sir, calm down. And then Bucky's like, don't you know who this is? And the cops are like, oh, man, oops, it was the Avenger. Oh, geez. According to the rumor, this obvious Black Lives Matter narrative soured a bunch of people who turned the show off and stopped watching. (laughs) I don't know if that's true or not. That's a rumor. But apparently we're hearing a lot. I'm seeing a lot of posts on Twitter from people who are like, I just couldn't do it. It's so over the top and absurd. Had nothing to do with the plot at all. Literally, it was like. They're like, we got to stop these super soldiers, man. And the cops pull up and they're like, hold on there, sir. We're going to do a racism. It's like, <laughs> we're gonna it do had nothing to do with the show. <laughs> right. All right. Well, we got a new one for you. Captain America is an incel. Oh, here we go, baby. The rap says incel Captain America is so perfect. We know it's wrong to enjoy the whiny and murderous John Walker on the Falcon and Winter Soldier, but it feels so right. Huh. I tweeted the wokeness in the Falcon and Winter uh, in fact, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is getting too thick to be enjoyable because the latest episode was like uh, Zemo, who's the bad guy, is like, this lady is a super soldier and now she will be. Oh, spoiler alert. Sorry, I guess. So if, you have, if you're not ready for this, spoiler alert. Anyway, I'll continue. The, the anti-hero guy, Zemo, he says she will become a supremacist now that she has super soldier, you know, serum in her veins or whatever. And it was like the idea was basically that people who gain power crave it and then start believing that they're the only ones who should have power, who can solve the problems. And he's like, the Nazis believed it. The Avengers believe it. And now you've got this rogue group of, you know, extremists, globalist leftists who kill innocent people to get their way. The rep says, let me, let me just read some of this for you. John Walker, aka the new Captain America, showed us his true self on the Fal- Falcon and Winter Soldier this week in more ways than one. The new Cap has struggled to feel like he belongs in a world full of gods and aliens and super soldiers, and for good reason. He's just a regular soldier. The U.S. government decided to name the new Captain America without consulting, so far as we know, any current MCU heroes. He hasn't been trained to fight these battles, so of course he's going to get whooped. And so we have this new Captain America. He's just trash at his job. He's embarrassed and certainly looks like he hasn't been sleeping because of his frustration at being sidelined by actual heroes. There's an easy remedy to the issue. Partner up with Sam and Bucky and follow their lead. But this toxic masculinity, Captain America can't do that. He's freaking Captain America. He's supposed to be the lead. He can't take orders from these sidekicks, even though they're better than him at everything. Even though they actually fought superhuman folks and worse before. Even though they have some idea how to operate freely like this, and John Walker doesn't, the show is called The Falcon and Winter Soldier, but this guy thinks it should be the Captain America show. For most of the episode, the new Captain America is a huge clown, seething with rage about his numerous inadequacies. Like some kind of message board incel wondering when we're finally going to talk about men's rights. And then he gets a hold of the final vial of super soldier serum and he puts that stuff in his body and he graduates to Captain Clown. They say way back in the first Avenger, Captain America, the creator of the original serum said that it amplifies everything that is inside. Good becomes great. Bad becomes worse. Steve Rogers was good becomes great. And it looks like John Walker is the other one. It's kind of a strange arc for John. He was originally presented as idealistic and excited to help. But he so quickly went from that to being a tool without much much of a de-evolution. He just he was just he just was a good guy, and then he was yelling at the real superheroes for being so good at their jobs that they're making him look bad. But I like where we ended up. I like seeing this trash person angrily beat down bad guys because he hates them so much, and then tarnish the uniform and the shield by beating a guy to death in front of a crowd of people to get revenge for his injured or dead partner. 
It's disgusting, and it felt so incredibly wrong, and it was absolutely a thrill to watch. I'd love for blah, blah, blah. Okay, you get the point. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to thoroughly give this a whooping and a debunking. I'm actually interested to see the next episode of Captain America, uh, of, I'm sorry, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Because you may be thinking to yourself, wow, Tim, this show certainly has gotten woke, and these woke media outlets are certainly pointing out that Captain America is an incel, and ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, I must stop you there. What we're actually getting, if you actually watch the story, if you listen to the words of the characters, is criticism of critical race theory and the woke left. First and foremost, the bad guys are globalists. They're called the flag smashers. They wear masks. They want there to be no borders, and they're willing to hurt innocent people to get it. That doesn't sound like incels or the far right. Baron Zemo, who is the anti-hero they break out of prison, he says she is a supremacist. Now that she has this power, you know, basically she's going to think she's the only one. So what ends up happening is the narrative presented by the rap is that Captain America is a regular guy who feels inadequate because these other super soldiers exist. And these super soldiers are supremacists who they think they're the best. And this Captain America guy in one scene looks at Bucky Barnes and he says, it's so easy for you, isn't it? With that serum coursing through your veins. Then he gets a hold of the serum and takes it and becomes a villain. And do you know what I see with this? Replace super soldier with white privilege. And you get a guy who doesn't have it, who is jealous of those who do, who will do anything to have it, who looks in the face of Bucky Barnes and says, it's just so easy for you with your white privilege. And then you have these far leftists who believe they're the only ones who can save everything because they have this power, like the white progressives. And it sounds to me like Captain America represents critical race theory, Black Lives Matter, and the woke left, anger, angry at those who have the privilege they want, and they're willing to do anything to get it because they hate those. They are whiny losers. And it's funny that the rap sees that and says, this guy's an incel. No, he's a guy who was looking at this world of superheroes that he wasn't a part of and angry at them for what they had and wanted it and said, they, sh- they don't deserve this. I'm the real hero. Sounds to me like he's criticizing white privilege. Mm. Would you agree, sir? Uh, <laughs> There's yeah, my rant I, on that I, I see your point of view. That makes a lot of sense, actually. It's very meta and uh, pretty interesting. I wonder if the writers were actually going for like a woke thing because they did that police thing early on. Yeah. But I, I, I watched this, and when I first saw Zemo say, like, oh, she will be a supremacist, and I was like, oh, come on, don't go there. Like, are we really going to do this? Are you going to make a, a, a thriller about superheroes turn into a, you know, beat you over the head with this progressive stuff? And then I actually, you know, watched through it, and now I feel like they're actually critical of the left. It's similar with Black Panther. Black Panther was, like, the left loved it. You saw, you've seen Black Panther? Yes. So, like, the left was treating it like this great accomplishment, you know, and it was, it was so amazing, but it was actually politically nuanced. It was a, a nation with a literal wall around its borders refusing immigrants and refugees versus an ethno supremacist who wanted to take over the world and supply a certain race with weapons. And I'm like, that's a, that's a, that's a nuanced political take. I dig it. Now we got the Falcon and Winter Soldier and they're literally doing what appears to be a mockery of, uh, wokeness. I don't know that, I mean, I, I think your analysis, uh, can definitely be, it makes, it's reasonable. I don't think the writers are intending that, but I do think that, uh, I think that you probably hit the nail on the head. Or, what if or the, at least you, you, you've managed to see something that, that, you know, possibly, 
possibly the writers did not see. I'm not. Yeah, right, right. So I'm not entirely sure that the writers thought this all through. But is it possible it's projection? Mm. Like so much of what the left and the critical theorists and the wokest woke woke people do, they project. I want it to be. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, I, I, I suppose that it that it. You know, it is it is possible because it the it does make sense. Um, I imagine they would not be happy to hear that analysis. Um, but Can you I, sell Captain America? I you know I mean I'm I'm not a fan of of you know like I I thought Wandavision was good and Wandavision I, I understand that they're you know your criticism of it or criticism of Wandavision is legitimate. It, you know she was the bad guy. First three episodes thing. are trash. Yes. Not even a real show. Yeah. She's torturing people. Yeah. And then she's the good guy. Yes. Well, I, that sounds alert. a hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever. Yeah. At this point, it's, it's, it, it's, it, it sounds like these are, these are mini series. It's not a, it's not going to be a recurring sure. season or anything. So it's over already. It may, may as well have been a movie. Yeah. But it's so amazing that WandaVision, a lot of people pointed out that it's like a, let me, let me stop here and restart and start over. I've, I've heard this meme a lot. I don't know if it's true. They said a male power fantasy is die hard. He's, he's climbing, cover, stepping in glass, got a gun taped to his back, and he's going to save the day. The guy, he's, got, he's going to fight yeah. back and defeat the terrorists. And a, f- a woman's power fantasy is the romantic comedy where the woman seems to bumble about and do everything wrong, but the guy ends up falling for her anyway. So you look at WandaVision, and it feels like it fits more of the traditional female archetype, that she's angry, she's mad at everyone, she gets whatever she wants, she does whatever she wants, she's torturing people, and in the end, she's still supposed to be the good guy. Uh, well, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure if that is the the female archetype or not, but, uh, it does probably just an offensive meme. <laughs> probably just an offensive meme. Um, but it does seem like, I mean, I suppose that that, again, that is a, a legitimate way of looking at it. Um, but I mean, when I was, when I said that, that I liked, uh, one division, uh, I suppose that I, I mean that I found it entertaining. Um, I wasn't, uh, I didn't find it, I didn't find it offensive. I did, I, you know, because because they are characters that I cared about. You know, like I, I cared about, uh, you know, Vision, and I cared about uh, Wanda Maximoff. I also think that because the Scarlet Witch is one of the most powerful characters, if not the most powerful character in the Marvel universe, I think that what happens to her matters. Um, yeah. Certainly, far more than than what happens to to you know the incel Captain America that, <laughs> that they come up with, and, it, and so the the story is more compelling because yeah. I this is a completely new character that I don't much care for you know and i i've only watched i watched the first episode and i haven't really watched the any other episodes of of uh falcon falcon and winter soldier i had intended to or i do intend to um but i was gonna wait until there were more i gotta be honest i'm kind of of bored of it because it feels like it's like it's it's just too b tier yeah but the stakes aren't high enough not enough's happening the characters don't matter enough there's not enough high level anything to it I, I, I agree about the, the characters don't matter enough. Like, you know, Vision was a, was an integral character in, in, you know, from Ultron on, you know, and same thing with, and Wanda again being the most powerful character in the, the Marvel universe means the stakes are higher. We'll see if the get woke or go broke continues because with this, this article from the rap, whether my, my analysis is correct or not, 
a lot of people just view it as getting woke, and they're not going to want to watch it. Yeah, it's the, preachy. I heard uh, uh, Jeremy on the quartering talking about people turning it off, and then I, yep. I think it was. I'm not. We sure talked about it as well. You yeah, guys, yeah, and yeah. did you talk about uh, Overlord DVD too? Because I went, yeah. I listened to his his video on it. He's like the progenitor it. of the rumor, so I don't know if that's true or not. But it was like, it was it was a way to talk about what was going on with the show in general. Yeah, so I mean, I'm 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 stoked for Multiverse of Madness. What is yes. love Doctor Strange? Oh, yes, Doctor Strange and th- that's going to have Wanda in it as well, right? Yep. Yeah. See, I, I mean, they're characters you care about. I gave up on it, man. Once I don't on know what? when Marvel, all the Marvel crap, all of them, huh? all the cartoons. It's like it's like cartoons for adults, like all the CG mm-hmm. crap. Like it's like they 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 all they tend to have this like invincibility behavior where they're all like there's no fear, the characters aren't afraid, so there's no. What? Like yeah, it doesn't feel like uh, this, it, it, you know, this this impending like danger that you feel when with a really good hero that's that's afraid for their life and fighting for their life, and then in in the background of it, there's just all this cartoon stuff going on in the guise of like CG explosions that are fake, ships that are fake, lasers that aren't real, and it's like. Man, I play video games for. I want to be interactive if I'm going to be having that sort of cartoon. But that, we we did, we did get a really important point. Someone just brought up in the super chat that I just saw. There's a scene before the cop pulls up and you, and while well, they're arguing, and Sam and, and Winter Soul and, and Bucky are walking, and some little kid goes, "Yo, it's Black Falcon," and he goes, "I'm just a Falcon," and he's <laughs> like, "You're Black Falcon." He's like, "Nah," like, and that was some you know. So so this is B Young mentioning, isn't that anti woke? I'm like, I remember that. It didn't get as much play among the, the, the you know, the, 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 you know, commentators. And it, I was, like it was legit. I'm, I'm just Falcon. And he is just Falcon. I, dude, I think Anthony Mackie kills it. And I think Falcon's an awesome character. I, I'm, I'm stoked for, you know, I was excited for the show. I just feel like it's not, you know, he got beat up, up by it. a tic tac. I mean, that was great. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. I, I like the character. He's cool. Okay. He's like a military guy who got this experimental suit. It's legit. I think he could have done, he like, a, they could have had a better, like, introduction for him, or whatever, but I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. I really like that. When he was like, I'm just the Falcon. That's right. They're making that point. And I'll add something else, too, because I've been watching a lot of Star Trek The Next Generation. I've seen them all a million times. I'm watching them again. Today's episode blew my mind. I'm watching it on the BBC. It's like 4 p.m. or whatever. It's the one where, uh, Worf's son Alexander comes back from the future to try and teach himself how to be a warrior. And there's a point where they don't know it's his future self. And he's telling this, uh, you know, this, this kid who's like, you know, 10 years old, no one on the Federation starship thinks of you as a human because you look like a Klingon. And he's like, and, and this kid, he goes, that doesn't matter. And he goes, yes, it does. What you look like does matter. And I'm like, that's amazing that Star Trek The Next Generation way back then was anti-woke was critical of this idea that being judged based on how you look mattered. And it was like this guy who was wrong was telling the kid, you have to. You have to leave and be with your own kind. And I'm like, they were actually being critical of the racists. And now it's come full circle and they're being critical of the left. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that, was, that was, you know, that's what the, 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 the dream of, of Dr. King was, you know, yeah. where people were respected for their own humanity and that was i heard jim james Lindsay talking about this that, that during the civil rights movement you didn't see uh you know african americans walking around talking about their blackness they were holding signs that said i am a man and i remember that yeah you know and yeah. it's just it was an appeal to their humanity it's like look i'm a person just like you and and that's i think that 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 seeing the individual is the is the important way to view people's not seeing the group that they come from. And and I remember that famous quote from from Dr. King where he said, you know, he said I have a dream 
that one day there will be a black superhero who isn't called Black Falcon. He's uh-huh. just the Falcon. <laughs> yes. Dude, Disney. I remember that one too. <laughs> he said, he said that in, in Selma, right? Disney That's what yes, trashed that's right. Marvel and, and, and Star Wars. They trashed it. We watched, uh, Fantasia 2000 a couple nights ago and the animation was flat. Walt Disney was gone. The magic of Walt Disney, the guy who created that animation style, that flowy movement is dead. And you can see that in Disney's art. It's he's gone. He's not there to oversee it and to say what's crap. Man, that company is just in name only. And right. that that's money gone wrong. You think money in politics is bad. Ryan Johnson should be put on trial. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we demand reparations for what he did to Star Wars. Yeah. He should, no, that he should, was a Babylon B joke. Yeah, yeah. He should he should definitely face uh a, a trial. <laughs> I mean crimes, yeah. I mean I'm trying I'm being I'm being generous by giving him a trial, but you know, it should be a, it should probably be a uh, you know, just a quick all trial. Right, all right. All right. Let's uh <laughs> let's go to super chats everybody. If you have not already, do us a solid and smash that like button because uh I don't want. I don't want to get into too much, but there's like a, been a weird thing where like we just getting we've been like likes have been just going away or whatever. But uh, if you do like the show, leave us a like, comment below because we appreciate it when you uh, support the show. And uh, go to timcast.com, become a member. We're gonna have a great uh, uh, ex- uh, exclusive members only segment coming up. After we're gonna be talking about a convention of states, right? Is that that's what we're gonna, what, that's we're gonna talk we're, about. We, are, we already thought about it. We got we got to do it because you're you know Article Five convention Article of 5 states. Convention still. of states can make a can make. Can make the dissolution of the United States legal if necessary <laughs> to avoid oh. war, to avoid awesome. a death toll. Timcast.com. We'll be Jeez. talking about that uh, around 11 or so. It should be up. But let's read some super chats. We got Roddy the Rotsky says, Hey, Tim, we know your guest on Friday was a CCP mouthpiece. What with his being a contributor on their state news. I wanted to at least shout out your work you've done studying China and not just letting him spew propaganda. Well, um, you know, I, I always enjoy having people of different opinions, and I certainly had my arguments with what he was saying. I think I did like a four-minute rant where I was like, here's what China is doing. Here's why it's bad. Here's what's going to happen to us. We're losing our rights. Billionaires are becoming deferential to China. Then they're lobbying. They're putting money into lobbying with our own politicians so that we vote against our rights. I think those conversations are important, whether or not they're perfect. We're going to have a lot of people come on the show probably are going to have bad opinions. So, yeah, it is what it is. You had Vosh. So. Yeah, we had Vosh and Destiny. And I, I respect them for doing it. I but it Destiny's good. opinions aren't nearly as bad as Vosh. I think Destiny's got totally respectable opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Destiny was actually fairly smart. Um, I, I just disagree. Well, I should say Destiny was smart. I don't mean to be disrespectful. I mean, he, he, he has uh, interesting arguments. I think he was just lacking information on a lot of things. And there's a, there's a lot of people on the left who simply, we just, we know different things, which sure. shapes our opinions. And then we get in arguments and we're like, wait a minute. And then there's like a clash and then we're adamant on our stuff. So Destiny, I, I, I thought was actually great because he defended Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. You know, he was, he, he, like, if he can see it, he's honest and he assessed it. I respect that. I think, you know, some people have brought up that Vosh said that lying to, to, to get your way sometimes is acceptable. And I mean, Vosh is just bad. <laughs> hey, look, I'm willing to have, you know, whoever. So I mean, I mean, it, if it's, there's we nothing wrong with, like four hours. there's nothing wrong with having, you know, people with bad opinions on it. Makes for, <laughs> makes for good YouTube videos, you know? But. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's see what we got here. Kay Lorraine says, Tim, do you think this will ever actually stop though? The media are like Charles Manson. Not me. I just told them to. So this is becoming the norm. Yup. Yeah. I don't even understand what, what she was saying. Uh, the, the media is going to keep putting out these lies and framing things pro- improperly and then acting like they had nothing to do with it. Like oh. when they say, uh, uh, you know, that the, the prosecution is winning. Yeah. Dude, if you've yeah. been watching this trial, 
you're probably laughing at how, ba- how how clownishly bad the prosecution is. Yeah, and it's crazy how Slate actually says is the is the defense floundering. I was I was I was listening or I was in an exchange today with a with a young lady that was sure that uh, Chauvin, you know, was was guilty guilty and blah blah blah. And I'm like, the the prosecution hasn't even rested and the defense hasn't even presented their case yet. How can you be sure? And she was just adamant that let me, he was. And I'm like. You know, let me I, let me lay it out. We've only heard from the prosecution so far. They've had about one or two good days. Mm-hmm. And a good day doesn't mean a great day or a slam dunk day. Even within one of these good days, the defense still got a major slam dunk. When the medical examiner said, she, she was asked, if you saw George Floyd in his apartment, you know, and he was dead, and you came in, how would you, would you, assess, how would you assess this? And she says, a drug overdose. What if he didn't have drugs in the system? Heart failure. Reasonable doubt. What these what these people don't understand is the burden is on the state. Yeah. So if they're looking at it like... She was Canadian. Yeah. Oh, oh, right, right. So. If they're looking at this like the state doesn't need to prove he was guilty. They just need to suggest it. No, 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 mm-hmm. no, no, no. They got to prove beyond a reasonable doubt. So the defense was very effective at raising reasonable doubt in almost every single circumstance. Yeah. Even getting one of the paid expert witnesses to admit Derek Chauvin used less force than authorized, which intent is out the window. That's two and three are gone. Murder two and three are gone. Because if he was authorized to use a taser and he didn't because he wanted to use lesser force, then murder two requires the intent to murder. Murder three requires the intent to cause harm, which results in death. But he chose to use less force. How are you going to get him on that? Manslaughter, maybe, but I still don't think so. I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not an expert. Legal insurrection disagrees. They say he might get manslaughter at this point. We'll see. I, I'm not getting how news media can write articles like, did Tim Pool just commit murder by slamming a brick into a guy's head? And that can be the title of the article. And of yeah. course, in the article, they're like, no, but that the title of the article, say, did, did this person commit a, this heinous crime? It'll yeah, be like, know. while Tim Pool was nowhere near the man and never had a brick and has nothing to do with his story, we're still questioning whether or not his actions could have yeah. ultimately... I mean, just because it's a question mark and the, the word did doesn't mean that you're not accusing. Like, at some point, you can't just say something illegal in a video game. Free speech, bro. Apparently. You can ask in a video, in a video you can game. ask a question. That's the, you know? Look, look, look. The in a video game thing isn't real. Like, like these, these leftists... You've seen, have you seen I've this? Seen, I've seen Hassan do it, yeah. In, 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 <laughs> in Minecraft. It's not a legal defense, or, dude. Or it won't work. In a video game, yeah. They don't, they don't understand, like, w- when, you, when you, when th- you, so that, so that, for those that understand, they'll say something like, we should, you know, commit X crime in a video game. No, 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 no. That's not how things work. You, the, the, the question is whether or not you intended to incite to violence, not what you said. So there's a, there's a, a bit from the widest kids you know. Where he explains, he's like, my lawyers told me that I can't say, and then he says something about the yeah. president. I also am told, I can't tell you to come at this point at 7 p.m. and bring <laughs> with you these things. And like he goes through this. The point is, when you watch that, you know it's a comedy show and he's joking and he's not actually intending to incite anything. When you watch a political commentator who's routinely said very explicit, you know, things, and then he says, we should all go and do X. Yeah. In a, in a video game. In a video game. It's like, dude, you think a judge is going to be like, oh, can you say that in Minecraft? Should we all go commit X crime on Tuesday at 4 p.m.? Are you allowed to say stuff like that? No. It depends on whether you're intending to actually incite. So try like these people don't get this. I, I love this. When I, mean, I was yeah. when I was younger, they'd be like, "We're we're gonna have a kegger 
it's it's uh, uh you know it's the beer is free we can't sell beer that's illegal say but the cop costs twenty dollars and i'm like that's called solicitation and the cops still arrest you yeah. do you think the cops are dumb <laughs> they're like rats they got us they're selling cups not beer no they're like you're selling beer shut up i love there's this movie with uh, i can't remember what it is there 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 is a there used to be a store in western massachusetts that was an adult video store and for some reason about zoning or something like that they couldn't be just an adult video store so they literally were the cup store and they had 51% of the store was cups. styrofoam cups <laughs> because it was the cheapest thing they could, and the rest was an adult was adult video i mean obviously this is this is back you know probably 15 20 years maybe 20 years at least it's over 10 years ago cuz i haven't lived in massachusetts in over a decade but they used to have there was one and it was uh, on riverdale road in western in west springfield massachusetts there's a movie where some dude is trying to buy drugs and the guy goes, are you a cop? Because you got to tell me if you are. And he goes, I'm not a cop, dude. And he's like, you got to tell me. Otherwise, it's a trap. And he's like, dude, I'm not a cop. And he goes, all right, all right. Let's, uh, you know, I'll sell you. And then the guy goes, pulls out his badge. You're under arrest. And he goes, you said you weren't a cop. And he's like, why would I tell you I was? What do you do not <laughs> undercover means? But people actually believe that, that yeah. lie. If the cop doesn't tell you it's entrapment, dude. You can't go on a stream, say you want to commit a crime, and then add in a video game. If they want to prosecute for it, they will. They probably don't because they don't take it seriously. Yeah. All right. We got I, I'll Fight You Naked says, the most dangerous are not bad people doing evil things. Beware of demons who think themselves angels. Embrace the romantic honor in fighting for a hopeless cause. I'll Fight You Naked says that, huh? Yeah. That's right. That's right. Great, yeah, that's right. We'll Solid. Yeah. Joey Martinez says, hell yeah, Phil. That's right. Hell yeah. Let's see. What is this? Uh, DW says, holy crap, Timcast IRL has visible John Cena on their show. Is that, <laughs> is that, is that your title? I don't know. Apparently. <laughs> that was like Hugh Jackman. Yeah, I can see Hugh Jackman. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Captain says, Tim, any chance you will accept payment on your website with something other than PayPal? They are very anti-gun. My friends, the new website actually has... Uh, uh, I, I don't know if it's live yet because we just got it up. We're still you know, fixing dimensions. It's, you know... You do it as you go, but we're going to have Stripe, and uh, uh, I like Stripe. I actually, Stripe's really good. You, you can know? send Tim one Bitcoin. No, no, we, we can't do that. <laughs> oh, you can't? You no. can't, yeah. You, like, we have a donation thing, but we can't take it for memberships. Really? Yeah. yeah. Too bad. It's really complicated. You could send me one Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we're, we, we're, we're going to have Stripe. I don't know if it's live yet, but you'll be able to sign up and, and not use PayPal. Granted, most people need to realize Stripe and PayPal, PayPal have everything. PayPal has the majority, and Stripe has a little bit. But uh, I'm actually, I'm fairly impressed with Stripe, to be completely honest. Doesn't PayPal own Stripe? I don't think so. I'm going to look that up. But uh, we, we, we signed up because a lot of people have said they weren't big fans of PayPal. So we're like, well, we, we will add that. And I, I, I'm impressed with, the, with the, the, the mechanics of the of Stripe. All right, let's see what we got here. Standing while pooping says, <laughs> Phil, what the hell happened to Ali Herbert? Did, did his druggy wife kill him? Uh, I don't know that I can say that. Um, I can say that 44 year old men that have no history of drug use and no history of health issues don't just die. They don't. Interesting. Ooh. So, uh, confirmed Stripe is not owned by PayPal. Okay, good. It's the most valuable company in Silicon Valley at $95 billion. Stripe is? Yeah, owned by Patrick and John Collison. Wow. That's awesome. It's good the most them. valuable? Yeah, that's what, according to this Google search. Wow. 
They, it, they've got great functionality. I'll say that. Cool. I would like more diversity in terms of you know competition and everything, but I'm glad there's more than just PayPal. To be the honest. most valuable private company in Silicon Valley. Oh, so it's not hasn't gone public yet. Gavin Campbell says she shed a taser three times. She might have had her gun drawn, saying "Someone tase," so I don't have to pull the trigger. There's more than one angle. Also for a super chat, that's actually a good point. Yep. Yeah. She might have been saying "Taser, Taser, Taser" because she wanted them to tase. And then when he was reaching, she shot him and said, holy ass, I just shot him. And it may have not been an accident. It may have been nobody was doing anything and the guy was wanted on a gun charge. It's tragic. It's tragedy, man. This dude, I, I hate to hear that somebody lost their life simply because they wanted to have a gun, when the, which they're allowed to do. Yeah. Constitution said so. We became a nation that started crapping all over the Constitution. Minnesota, this is what they do. And now a young man's dead. And I'll tell you this. They're going to blame the cops. Okay. Some people are more responsible than others, but if you're looking for the guilty party, for the people in this blue state, you need only look in the mirror. You vote for these laws that criminalize the right to bear arms, and there are so many young black men in these cities and places like Minneapolis and in Chicago who are being locked up and having their lives ruined because they want to own a gun, and the Constitution says they can. There's there's so much hazard that goes along with circumventing the Second Amendment, um, and it's part of the reason why... It's part of the reason why people, why Joe Biden says things like no uh, amendment is absolute. Well, you know, I think that we're pretty absolute about slavery. Like that is pretty yeah. absolutely and out of the question. Women's right and to vote. Yeah, women's right to vote. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're absolute about that. And I'm confident that most people are pretty absolute about the Fourth Amendment when the police are at their house. When they come to your house and say that I want to come in without a warrant or when they pull you over and say I'm going to take your money without any kind of warrant or anything like that, you'll be pretty absolute about the Fourth Amendment too. The hazard about circumventing amendments is it makes it acceptable to circumvent other amendments. People need to understand you live the Fourth Amendment probably more than any other amendment. Yeah. This is true. When, When the cops – if we didn't have the Fourth Amendment – Cops would randomly break into your home. Randomly. They'd come into your neighborhood and they'd, they just, they'd kick the door in and be like, sit down and shut up. We're looking for somebody and we're checking your house. We have the fourth amendment, which means they have to get a warrant signed by a judge. So typically they'll knock on your door and you can say, come back with the warrant. And then they'll go, you know, they might say something like, oh, it'll be a lot easier. And I said what I said. Come back with the warrant. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be polite about it. Look, no disrespect. Just please come back with a warrant. Any any kind of anything that circumvents existing amendments makes it more likely that they will circumvent other amendments. So, so, so. let me ask you something. Actually, red flag laws. Mm-hmm. We 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 mostly view them as very bad ideas, yeah. right? What if there was no gun law except red flag law? So I'll put it this way: we we say that unreasonable search and seizure is not allowed under the fourth, but the cops can get a signed statement from a judge allowing them to enter your home. What if there were no laws infringing gun rights, but they could get a signed statement from a judge taking your gun temporarily for a health check or something? If it's a signed statement from a judge, I I haven't put a lot of thought to this, so I could probably be swayed uh, either way because I haven't honestly sat down and really mulled over the the ramifications. So it's possible that I'm speaking and and my opinion would change. But if if there is a judge that signs... The warrant that says that that they're going to do that, I think that might be okay. That's how red flag laws work. They have, it has to be a judge signs. So the judge it? signs off on. Yeah, my understanding is maybe maybe they're different, 
My understanding is red flag laws is they'll go to the judge and say, here's why we believe this to be true. This person's a threat. And the judge will say, okay, then you can temporarily. I don't like it because some states will have legal medical marijuana or legal recreational marijuana and the federal government's like, it's a, it's a schedule one narcotic. Uh, I'm signing the warrant. Go not take a, his guns. Not only like, that, hey. you, you know, you can, it, one of the big things about red, lo- red flags laws that are bad is the, is the <clears throat> possibility of abuse. Your family member, you're getting to a fight with your girlfriend or your ex-wife or calls the cops and says, oh, they did this and blah 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 so the cops come and take your property and so i actually just today heard the story of a guy who uh left a bad review for his doctor and called his doctor angry about his pain not being managed after his surgery his doctor went yeah, to the judge so, and made it wow. happen his guns the, got taken away Zero yeah due process. I, I mean the they're they're just so dangerous because especially with in in society today where who's so quick to call the police on your on neighbors and stuff you're the, the the less the lower trust the society is the more necessary the state becomes and as communities get bigger and ha- and you have less interaction with people on a personal level the the less trust you will have in your communities and so that means that you will end up with the police being called more frequently i i don't know i i don't know that i have a good answer for your question I was just, it's just a thought because the Fourth Amendment, we're like, okay, well, if the judge says so, it's okay, right? Yeah, well, but people I mean, are like red flag laws, nah, so. Yeah, well, I, I don't know, so. We got a good super chat here from Kurt Crystal. He says, Tim, I searched riots on Bing, and the top result was Minneapolis and, the, and then Kenosha somehow. After that, definitions and encyclopedia listings. All right, Google's out. We're all going Bing. That's, That's Microsoft it. Bing. Bing. Bing yeah. it is. I'm kidding. Dr. Goes butter. If, <laughs> if there's a search engine that, uh, Produce it when you search "riot" that produces Paramore's record. I will start using that search engine. That's a great record. I love Paramore. Yeah, you like? I thought "riot" was pretty good. I, I think it's a great record. What do you think about Paramore lately? Uh, I'm not. I haven't listened to their stuff recently. I think. I mean, Haley. The the reason that I found Paramore is I heard Haley doing an acoustic thing, and I was just blown away by she's, her singing. She's, she's fantastic. Phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. absolutely so, great musician. So yeah. Yeah, I was a big fan of Paramore for a while. The newer stuff is more is, is different, but mm-hmm. you know, I saw an ad. Haley was doing ads on Facebook to do like mental health sessions with people, and I was like, oh, you know, I never really listened to Paramore, and I started listening to their stuff. She's again. phenomenal. Yeah, she's phenomenal. Yeah, great she's music really, back really back good. in the day, but like I guess mm-hmm. the style changed for a variety of reasons. People grew up. They were kind of like ska almost. What was it like pop punk? You think? Uh, I, to me, it was, yeah, pop punk. It was very Warped Tour. Right, right. Yeah, know? very. Warped it, when, when I hear Paramore, yeah. I think of Warped Tour. You know, I think yeah. of, I think of. I mean, tour. it's still heavier than Green Day, right? And that's like, uh, that's, I, yeah, I, it's like no doubt if you were weighted down by chains, <laughs> that, then you broke and the, they were no, the weights were no longer there. It was better than, than Green, Green Day. Day. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Green Day but, stuff was always like, like more bubbly. Sucked. At least Paramore had some like serious topics that were yeah. kind of like sometimes dark. Yeah. Green Day was very family friendly, happy mm-hmm. and. You know, I was never. Really I, guess, I guess. I guess. I guess the lack of. I guess teen angst right. is darker than you know. Whatever. Yeah. All right, let's read more yeah. before we get feeling <laughs> trouble for making fun of people or something. <laughs> oh, I, I'm good at that myself. All right, let's see. 101 Dumar says, "Last time Phil was in studio, you didn't know his music and who he was. You have an absolute star in studio. How did you not know two weeks among many other great songs Seriously. he has? Explain yourself. I, I, I'll be completely honest. I of course know who Phil is." But I've never been a big metal fan or, you know, I don't know. I don't know every single person in the world. Genres are, are, are a funny thing. I think that, that someone can be very well known in, in one genre. And be, if they, if, you know, people don't pay attention to that genre, 
they're you know it's just another face in the crowd and and that makes sense to me because there are tons of of musicians out there that are huge in in genres that I don't listen to that I'm just like eh you know I, I mean, who who know I I know who the guys in Air Supply are but not everybody knows who Air Supply is I have you no know idea. yeah so like I mean I've I've met throughout my career tons of people and I'm oh man I have one funny story I'm not going to name the actress but like I was at a bar it was back when I, back when I worked at Vice and my friend introduced me to this very famous actress who I didn't know. And I was like, so you, have you been in anything I would have seen? And she like named some movies, and I was like, oh, I hated that movie. <laughs> oh, wow. And apparently she's like one of the biggest celebrities, and I'm like, no. you know, look, man. My bad. I was like, I didn't mean to say it. And she was like, well, I hate Vice. And I'm like, wow. oh, all right, yeah, I shouldn't have fair. said that. Touche. I wasn't thinking. It was a rude comment, and she's actually in a bunch of really amazing movies that I'm a big fan of, but uh, she's great. And uh, After I, the I, show, I, I want to know who this is. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I just, yeah, I I've had my share of meeting people who are, oh, pa. you know, I don't know. I treat everybody basically the same, I guess. I got invited to a bunch of like, like several times now, like Hollywood celebrity parties with like famous mainstream TV show people and movie people. And I'm like, legit, thanks for the offer. I just got to work, man. So like respect. It's not, it's not really my scene. It's not really my thing. I've always, I'm, I, that's why I was talking about like the people, all the people doing selfies and like trying to be like mainstream tribal. I'm like, I don't care about that, dude. Let me go in the woods and like, you know, go to a shooting range or something in my own business. I feel that there's a lot of, there's a lot of schmoozing that is supposed to go on in the entertainment industry that myself and people in my band have been very, very bad at. There's a lot of bands that get a lot more attention than you, than their numbers would think they have deserve they deserve because they're you know friendly with people in the media or friendly with people in in the business side of it no one in our band lives in LA well our guitar player lives in LA now but uh for the vast majority of our career we were new englanders didn't hang out in new york city we weren't involved in the scene or the business side of it any further than we had to be and uh and I think that 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 possibly has been something that has that that would have if we were more schmoozy, we would have been able to do even more than we've done. And I, I don't want to downplay what we've done. I mean, not a lot of bands get to be around for twenty years, and and we're super fortunate. Um, but I but it does you know there is truth in the idea that you know networking matters and stuff. So. Yeah, definitely, man. Politics. All right, this is great. George Hodges says, Tim, if you're looking for Black Lives Matter riots on Google, you probably have to type in peaceful protest. Ha <laughs> ha, <laughs> and you call yourself an investigative reporter journalist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. I'm going to look up protests. I bet he's right. Joss, uh, Jos Mosk says, Stephen Crowder's crew found an aggravated robbery charge for the young gentleman that got shot by the cops. Just something to kind of check out. Hmm. All right, you know, legit. Uh, and that's why I think it's a different circumstance. So this woman was fe- fearful. I mean, look, the guy had a gun charge and she was worried he had a weapon. I get that. I'm just like, I'd like to see people have the right to keep in bare arms. Do you yep. know what I mean? That guy's totally right. If you type protests in Google, Dante Wright shooting, Minnesota, <laughs> oh, police, wow. sparks protests, protests gather outside. <laughs> wow. 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 Amazing. Gosh, no Tim. way. That's it should have been scary. so obvious to me. I dropped the ball on that one. Boo. Wow. <laughs> On the framing, man, mm. and that was uh, George Hodges. Shout you, out, you George. nailed nice it. Nice I should, I should, you know, but it's like, it's like a meme. I didn't is, think yeah. to actually type in peaceful protest. Sometimes it's right there, and you just <laughs> you see through it like a screen. <laughs> you type in peaceful protest, you're going to get Minnesota. Was it you type in peaceful? I just pro- type protest. Oh, okay. 
Let's find too out. Too funny. Brilliant. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Come and take them, says Tim. Myself and two others just finished a feature-length movie with Oscar, Emmy, and Grammy winners and nomina- nominees. We'll commit 10, 10K to your production and would like to help. Please advise on how to discuss discreetly. Um, man, that's always tough, I suppose. We need to set up an email for this, but we have spin the UFO at Gmail. Yeah. Are you able to look to for you. that? And then, cool. Yeah, we want to, I want to do short films. I want to do, uh, I want to do feature lengths, man. Granted, it'll be relatively low budget because, cool you know, you know, you know, bums me out, man. I was talking about this thing on one of my videos today. A lot of these people on Substack, for instance, make yep. like a million bucks from writing their articles and they get like 10,000 people to pay 10 bucks. And I'm like, man, why aren't these people doing more? Like, you know, Glenn Greenwald leaves The Intercept. He made The Intercept. Start start again, dude. Make a new site. Use those resources to bring more people on. Expand. Make sure more good journalists are getting able to do that job. Well, I know I'll do it. But if I had, like, some of the money of these big big celebrity dudes and these massive podcasts. You know, you mentioned earlier how I think that the, the fact of the matter is, or part of the, the limitation is that quality people to work with are not as they're not as as you don't come across them as frequently as you'd like to think i suppose you know it's like if you've got a lot of money to invest that's one thing but you need someone reliable and creative and you know with a good work ethic that you can invest in yeah yep and it's probably harder to come across than 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 we we wish that it was i found you know the best people to work with are the people that truly believe in it and they don't want the money. I mean, they'll take the money, and I force them to take the money. But you just got to speak to the soul. Like armbar forcing? Yeah, yeah. I'll put Physic- it behind their back and yeah. press until they Physic- cry. Yeah, <laughs> nice. usually. <laughs> All right, let's read some more of these. We got <laughs> Megan Davis says, my guy and I love your show. And a couple weeks ago, we saw J.P. Sears' love at Vasani. I told him that I heard on a previous cast you discussing his coming on the show. He said he would. Hope he reaches out. Keep up the good work. Oh, I hope he does, Would too. love to have J.P. Sears. So busy. However, okay. people who host shows, it's like... You know, they've got a full-time job. They're hosting their own show. And it's harder when you have, like, a daily schedule or a weekly schedule to, like, stop your production for someone else's show. But uh, JP Sears is always invited. And uh, we, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of people who do their own shows we'd love to have on. But I respect it, man. You know, it's like, hey, come stop doing your show. Do mine instead. That's harder to Come out for uh, Sunday, JP, huh. and uh, hang out at the house, and then let's do a show Monday. That's a good idea. I like that. Yeah. All right, here we go. Tag and Bink was here. Says, did you see that Jason Whitlock got locked for a tweet criticizing the BLM co-founder for buying those houses? Says that he's in Twitter jail because he won't delete it. Mad respect. BLM so, stands for buy large mansion. Right? Buy large mansions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she bought that. one large mansion. She Gosh, says three other. Regular we didn't even houses. talk about that. Yeah, the no. the co the founder of Black Lives Matter. Well, I don't. The trained a Marxist. Founder. A founder yeah, yeah, bought a founder. four houses. Yeah. Totaling like two million dollars. Good for her. Like yeah, good for her. It proves they're not Marxists. Checkmate, no. bigots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. They can claim to be <laughs> all they Next want. Next thing you know, she's going to Airbnb it and then be a landlord too. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> There's a really funny article I got to admit where it's like they're they're talking about this trend of TikTokers talking about they're calling it like rent hacking. Where they're like, here's how you can live for free. And it's a woman, she's like, I bought a building, down payment, 5%, and then I rented out the first and second floor, and now I don't pay rent. It's yeah. like, it's called, you're a landlord. Yeah, like, that, that's not. That's rent hacking. That's one of the, that's actually one of the, one of the, uh, most common ways for people to become 
if not wealthy, to become, you know, to, to save for their retirement and stuff. Yeah, you buy property. You buy a property and you have people rent it and they pay your mortgage and then you get the, you know, you're not paying the, the, the principal and you're also getting the equity in the home. It's like, that's how you can build a business or at least make money to save for your retirement so that way you're not relying on the you know two thousand dollar check from social security or whatever i'll admit i think the system is system is trash what system the system we have in place in general right there's people i I remember that when i was buying my first house it was very difficult and they were like oh your credit history or your bank account or whatever and i'm like my rent costs more than the mortgage dude like i can pay for i can pay for this and they're like well we don't think so that's the stupidest thing ever yeah so there are people who can easily afford a 2k mortgage right Mm-hmm. And they're being told, you can't have this loan, even though your rent is twenty two fifty in New York City. That's stupid. Yeah, give them the, the loan, man. I, you know, and the thing, I mean, that's that's that speaks to the way that our our credit system works, and right. the fact that it, you know the credit system doesn't just depend on if you pay your bills on time every month. It really does depend on if they're making money off of you. So you'll you're it helps your credit to have some money that stays on a credit card. You'll get more points if they're actually and that that money that's on the credit card, the bank is making a you know, making a profit off of the int- you know, off the interest they charge you. So it's literally extorting you for or you're literally paying to have a good credit history. It's not just about if you're paying your bills right. on time and stuff, so credit system is whack. It is. It really so is. So whack. You know, it really is. So, all right. Chris Rose, 1986, says, "I live in Georgia. No one is wearing masks. They mask the kids. They make the kids wear masks going to school and like Walmart and government buildings. The government always f things up, and they will f up the chip. So that is a hard pass." And oh. then we got uh, Big Rig says, "What happens if you need an MRI while having these microchips? Oops. Ooh. MRI will rip it out of your flesh. That's right out. Yep." All right, let's see what we got here. Lance A says, longtime follower, I discovered a new crypto called Elongate. Elongate? <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Uh, let's see, a, a DeFi charity token that has donated 825K within a week. Oh, it's cool. partnering with Elon Musk brother soon, too. Going to be the best real-world crypto result. Growing fast. Check it out. Timcast crew. Love you guys. Shill your coin, homie. Well, Elon- Shill your coin. Elon tweeted- if there's ever a scandal about me, I hope it's called Elon Gate. Uh, Elon Yeah. Gate. Uh, and then I, and then I tweeted, tax the rich and give all the money to Elon. I still love him. <laughs> that is great. That's hilarious. Give me, give it all. Oh, what's this? Midnight Smoker says Jimmy Dore did an interview on the AOC California Highway Patrol incident a few days ago. Interesting. Jimmy's yeah. I, legit. I tweeted. Mad props. Mad respect for Jimmy. I yes. tweeted out that link to the, uh, the, the guy that was. So it was legit. Like, yeah. so I criticized podcaster. her. Yeah. Yeah. Left wing podcast yes. criticized her. Who was it? Uh, I don't know his. I don't recognize his name the right off He made up? like light comments about her support of Palestine. I think. Yeah. Wow. Cops at his door. Wow. Yeah. Straight up. No joke. AOC is a bad person. Yes. I called her she, evil. She's Donald Trump, mm. just with boobies. She's worse than Trump. She. Yeah, Do I so? think she's worse. I think Trump actually had some convictions. I don't think she does. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, think Trump. She at, might have until she made a six-figure. You know, she got to Washington and was making six figures. Uh, yeah, yeah. When it was like, listen, you play ball or you you're out. Yeah. She went, okay, I'll play ball. I'd rather look at her than Trump, though. I mean, yeah, that's fair. I don't know, man. Trump, 
Those, those, those burgeoning muscles, <laughs> that, that glorious golden face. <laughs> I'd rather, I'd, I'll look at a Ben Garrison cartoon of Trump. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> Before I, love, I look at Trump. What is that? Like, Hilarious. Well, it's funny because the left would draw Trump as this like hunched over, morbidly Small obese with hands. tiny hands. Yeah. And Ben Garrison's him's upright, six foot, you His know, whatever. Is... It's super yeah. tall and the left, glowing. When the left draws Trump, it's essentially Oswald Copperpot from <laughs> Bat, from Batman <laughs> yes, Two, yes. but without the pointy nose and with a blonde with a blonde with blonde hair. That's that's the way the left sees Donald Trump. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Oswald Copperpot. Cobblepot. 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 The penguin. penguin. Yeah. 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 All right, let's see. Edge of the South says, sometimes it's best to keep computers completely offline, especially ones that contain sensitive info or control processes that could cause death or bodily harm if hacked. If the computer is is your brain, you definitely should keep it offline. Got to air gap that brain. I mean, fair enough, but no. What if you get what if you get a a a brain virus? <clears throat> As in a computer virus in your brain? Yeah. Well, again, I'm, I'm only thinking about an inner, thinking about it as a, for an interface. So it's not like it's, it's actually going into your brain to like put data in. Yeah. Or like you know, it's literally, it's just the, 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 as if I understand the concept correctly, they would simply use the electrodes. So that so way output I output only basically. So yeah. So that way you no can, input. you know, so it's not like I'm like, I'm not seeing the information on my eye. It would just literally be, I would be able to look at my screen or my phone and, and output. and output it. I so. guess you could hack the output if, so when you think go left, it goes right. That might, that might happen. Why would it go the other direction? If someone wanted like a specific outcome. Well, then it's just the most annoying part. <laughs> it's just this irritating thing. Yeah. That would, and then, and if, and then it's like, I suppose, like, if they did do that, and you're just like, son of a bitch, and you gotta just think opposite. Yeah. Or like, and no matter what you think, it spells out the same thing over and over again. Hmm. It's like bad autocorrect. Alright, let's see. Yeah. Sean, Sean Casey FPV says, first time super chat. I've been watching daily for the pat, for the last six months. Love your work. I will sub an exclusive membership if you and Phil hold a quick jam session in your exclusive hour. We don't do a full exclusive hour, but if you ever want to jam, man, we should, you know, we that could, like we, fun. Could, we could jam. That sounds you know? great. I mean, you're the professional career musician, so you probably got constraints. Uh, and- I mean, I, I prefer to rehearse before per- performing, so it'd be <laughs> something that we'd have to do. You know, I'd come down and hang out and, and, and yeah. do, but, uh. Wow, you should do it, man. I don't know if you guys ever want to come and jam. We're, we, we want to do Friday night jams again. It'd be sick. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're coming up with a plan so that now that it's nicer out, we're going to camera up the, the skate park outside. So that we can actually have like a stage set up. Yeah. And then we can be like Friday night. Be like, all right, we're switching to the garage cam. Boom, hit the button. And then Sick. it's in the garage, you know. All right, let's see. Joshua Rusinski, uh, Rus- fellow former U.S. Marine here. Hoorah. Semper Fi, Phil. Tim, I've been following you for over a year now. You guys put together great content. Most importantly, happy anniversary to my, my amazing girlfriend, Angie. Love you. Josh. Aww. That was awesome. Dad teaches and words to my son says, can Smeagol say their pronouns? Bun self wants it. You have a, you have a very good Smeagol. Yeah. Uh, It's a, it's, it's a really good impression. I gotta be honest, man. I I hear like everyone always says I do a good impersonation of no matter who I'm doing it of. That one, that one is, is good. Who was it? Was it who was like, man, your, your Michael Moore was so good. Yeah. I was like on Malice. I I don't remember his name. No, it wasn't Malice. I don't even remember how I did the. I was doing a Michael Moore. I was I was actually just quoting Michael Moore and then turned it into an Jack Murphy, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Somebody that's sitting here. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can do some Eagle. Yeah, you're Mike. You're Michael Moore is awesome. <laughs> I don't even remember you how should, I did. You got to do a, yeah. a Freedom Tunes one. You got to do Michael Moore. Or, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. If I actually practiced, yeah, that's a good I could one. probably on call like very easily do a lot of impersonations. Michael Moore. <laughs> but usually it's like when I'm in the flow and talking, and then I'm like, I want to reference something. I'll that's do it. A good one. Like I was reading that when they mentioned Smeagol, I kind of just like <laughs> yeah. it came Smeagol, out. I guess. I think Smeagol is actually really easy. It's like one of the easiest impersonations. Impersonations. I to can do. almost do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just talk like this. And then you got to add a it's little. It's like Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. It's weird. I don't know. You just like kind of close your throat while you're talking. I, thought, I didn't know that. I don't recall Stitch talking, but I mean, I think I've seen Lilo, Lilo. and Stitch once. Wouldn't he just like. No, he talked. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Hmm. He sounded like, sound like Gollum. Kevin Pilgrim says, so sick you got Phil on and taking me right back to middle school. Love Phil and all that remains. Sick, bro. Jay Rich says, tonight's topics are display of the left's march to madness. They turn up the heat on COVID, race, gender, etc. What you laugh about today becomes policy tomorrow. Where do you all draw the line or will you stay in the pot until you're slowly cooked? Uh, we're out in the middle of nowhere, like in the mountains. I mean, I, my house in New Hampshire is, is in the, you know, it's back in the woods. I've got 48 acres of property and my house is in the back of the lot. It's not on the road. You don't accidentally onto my property. And, uh, I got an apartment in Texas that I've been staying in that I'll be there for a while in case of article five. <laughs> I will draw the line with pronouns. If you ask me to call you a pronoun, I might. And that's up to me because I have the right to free speech. That's a good point. Ives D says, Semper Fi, Phil. Tim, yeah. when, when will we start having barbecues and hangouts at the Gorilla Ranch, a.k.a. AKA your house? Yes. Oh, well, we were calling it Cast Castle passively, but maybe Gorilla Ranch is better. I like oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> gorilla yeah. The Gorilla Ranch. Ranch. What has Alex Jones done to my house? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Alex Jones has done nothing wrong. Isn't it scary? <laughs> Isn't it scary how a lot of the things that Alex Jones, we thought were silly, crazy Alex Jones rants are like, wait a minute. Why? Why? Why are you making Alex Jones correct? Stop doing He's that. Tough. That's making me making me feel so uncomfortable. When, when, when Joe Rogan was like, dude, we owe that guy an apology. Like, he was talking <laughs> about the Epstein stuff. His dad yeah. was like super secret program guy. So he would he grew up at the kitchen table hearing like, you know, Navy secrets and stuff. He, I mean, of course, they're going to make him look stop crazy. making Alex Jones right. Yes. Please, sure. world. All right. We'll do we'll do a couple more because we, we, we went a little bit over. But uh we have Eraserhead says, Phil, please, please, please introduce Tim to Andrew Wilco. I've listened to your interviews on the Wilco, Wilco Majority for years, and I would love to hear Tim have a conversation with him. Love you, based Beanie Bros. I'm not familiar with who that, who that is. Uh, Andrew does a uh, show on uh, XM Patriot. He's a friend. Oh. Um, and he's a, he's a conservative, um, libertarian-minded conservative. He's definitely more conservative than I am. Uh, I mean, I'm very, very libertarian. Um, I'm open borders libertarian. Generally, if we can end the, if we can end the welfare state, then I would, I would be down with open borders. Okay. Um, and Andrew's more conservative than I am, but, uh, yeah, he's a great guy. He's, he's really, really nice. Uh, we, we get along. He's into metal. He comes out to shows when we play at, uh, Starland Ballroom and stuff like that. Oh, so cool. He's a good dude. Zeke Weiss says, Phil, my sister Ray used to work merch for you guys. She was devastated when she found out about Ali's death. She saw him and the rest of you as good friends. She is doing fine. Hope the same for the band. I hope she's doing well. And uh, right. we, we were all pretty devastated when we found out about Ali. So, 
So we'll just do uh, we'll just do one more here. Matthew Conley says, sorry, Phil, I'm over disturbed guy with music. Even though their lead singer is libertarian, you're the one spreading their message outside their music. That's right. I, I mean, it's probably not exactly a great idea because people that strongly disagree tend to have a strong reaction. And the media, the metal media is like the rest of the media. Really? They're, so, oh, yeah. Very, so very, sad. very. The the some of the most influential blogs are are dudes with sickles and hammers in their Woke names. Metal. Uh, it's it's, it's <laughs> that seems so weird to me. It is weird, but uh, yeah. So it, I take a lot of heat on, in the metal blogs because of it, because of my you know I'm a, I am a principled libertarian that generally a principled libertarian that it is not afraid to say look. People should be free. The government's too big. Dropping bombs on poor people in other countries is bad. And for some reason, I thought that these wouldn't be all that controversial of takes, but apparently they are, you know? It's weird, so, weird times, man. It is. And and don't forget to add Second Amendment. Yeah, Shall you know, I mean, Moulin LeVay, you there know, you right go, on my man. arm, so... Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for hanging out. If you haven't already, give us a give us a good like, smash that like button, subscribe, because I think we're on the verge of breaking one million subscribers, and with your help, we will accomplish that. So love y'all, and seriously, thanks for, for, for being on this journey and helping us grow to the point we are. Go to TimCast.com, become a member. We're going to have a members-only exclusive episode coming up, maybe a little bit after 11 now, because we've gone a little bit over. But uh, we'll be talking about some stuff about... Article 5, Convention of States, what that means. And I think it might, you know, it'll get interesting. It'll get it'll, very interesting. So again, subscribe, hit the notification bell, hit that like button. You can follow me on all social media platforms at TimCast. My other YouTube channels are youtube.com slash TimCast and youtube.com slash TimCastNews. This show is live Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. So leave us a good review if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, because that really, really, or any podcast platform, it really does help. And uh, Phil, you want to shout anything out? Yeah, um, I am Phil that remains on uh, Twitter, on Twitch. I stream Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, sing all that remains songs. Um, if you want to support, you can support me on Patreon, patreon.com slash Phil that remains. Uh, shout out to the, my friends at Brownells. If you guys are looking for firearms, accessories and stuff, check out my affiliate link Brownells at Brownells. Um, yeah, if you want to find me on the internet, mine's Phil that remains. Uh, basically anywhere fill that remains that's me yeah you guys can follow me at iancrossland.net at iancrossland on pretty much every social media platform that there is and phil awesome as always cheers and as for me i am sour patch lids on twitter and today i received the greatest news of my life and that is that in just a short while i will have more followers than sour patch kids has on twitter (laughs) i know i'm excited so please go and follow me at sour patch lids on twitter we will see you all over at TimCast.com with an exclusive members-only segment with Phil. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you all there. Bye, guys.